Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to us, it is our season four, episode 34. It is the weekend of August 28th. You're listening to the nationally ranked sports card podcast hosted by me. That's me, Jeff Baker. I'm talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host back from his travels. We're back in the swing of things. I'm talking, of course, about Mr. Drew Pelto from Dallas, Texas. Hey, Drew. Hey, good to be back at home and uh, back on the show and everything. Yeah, I just want to remind everyone, if you want to uh, follow, check out Drew's trip, we have all sorts of content on our website. Just click on Drew's Excellent Adventure and you can listen to all, all his uh, phone call-ins. I know there's probably like 10 or 15 phone call-ins, plus those, all his videos. He posted some great videos as well. It's really fun fun to follow Drew's trip all across the country. Drew, why don't you let know, everyone know how they can follow you on uh, YouTube as well? Of course, if you go to youtube.com slash dfwgraffer, or if you just go to my website, dfwgraffer.com, that has all the links to everything that I uh, use on there. So YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, it's all on there. Actually, they just changed the uh, stuff on uh, Google Sites now. So instead of having to have the words YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that actually has like the little logos of them now. So you can click on those now, see how all fancy I'm getting with that now. So <laughs> dfwgraffer.com, easiest way to find me. I love it. Drew, know what we are? We're content creators. We are content creators. Oh, yes. Before we were just like little dinky guys doing one of these one little things. Now we're all over the place. We're on social media. We're on the radio. We're on podcasts. We are. We're just content creators now, Drew. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's uh, it's. I, part of me like hates the term like content creator influencer stuff, but yeah, that, it, it fits. It works. That's that's I guess is what we are. Well, why don't you let people know about our, our fabulous radio show? Of course, if you've got uh, access to a uh, sports map radio station in your area, it's about 100 markets around the country that cover it on the weekends there. We're called Sports Collectors Club. It's uh, You can find us at sportscollectorsclub.com. Tune in on Saturdays. That's, I believe, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Sundays at 7 a.m. Eastern. If you don't have a sports map radio network station in your area, you can find their app in any app store. Download it there and listen to us live. Sportscollectorsclub.com has all of our past episodes as well. Yeah, and our, our show on Sunday is exact repeat of Saturday. Yes. So don't worry about getting up Sunday morning if you can't. We are on it Saturday at 10 a.m. on Eastern Time. And uh, we have different content than we have on the podcast. But of course, Drew, we save the good stuff for the podcast, right? Oh, of course, of course. I mean, we can we can take off the leash here and get crazy on this one wherever you want to. That's right. Well, I had a good week collecting-wise. I picked up some uh, Donruss Optic 2019. Uh, 21 i guess football right because the 22 hasn't come out yet but i picked up some packs of those those are coming uh, on target i picked up um my wife i should say i picked my wife picked up the 2022 tops baseball set for me at walmart which was very cool i was going back and forth do i want to start collecting series two and uh, like you know what i'm just buying the set so i got i bought we got the set very happy about that I also picked up uh, uh, the uh, last week some uh, prestige 2022 football 
just want to kind of give my quick review. I, I busted open two blaster boxes last night. And a couple of things. I got an autograph card, which I was very happy. I got a low number uh, Justin uh, Herbert insert, which was kind of cool. The one thing that was was kind of surprising, uh, the, all the rookie cards, the guys are in their college uniforms, which was, oh, a, little wow. which was a little surprising for 2022 football. Mm -hmm. I actually got a, um, a Devontae Parker card in a Raiders uniform, which was kind of cool because he hadn't, you know, he, he, he hadn't stood up for the Raiders yet. Um and I got a Brady, I got a Brady, I got a bunch, I got a, 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 a in three blast in, in two blaster boxes. I got some some good guys, but a little surprising on the college uniforms for the the rookies. Uh, all in all, I thought it, it was it's pretty good for what it is. You know, what I mean, it's not not a high end release, and um, I I thought it was a, a pretty good set, and I think the cards will be would be good for for autographs. That's good. I mean, yeah, with uh, Prestige being, you know, one of the first releases there, it doesn't surprise me too much they're putting them in the college uniforms. I know this year we didn't do the extensive amount of cloning this year that we've had to do previous years because we actually were able to have the full rookie photo shoot this year. So uh, definitely it's uh, kind of a scramble there if we were to try to get them in the NFL uniforms right away there. So I think just to kind of keep it uniform across the product there, no pun intended on that, they kept them in the college uniforms then just to uh, kind of keep it straight across there. Yeah, I'm not sure about last year. I'd have to check 2021 Prestige Football if the, the guys were in college uniforms or not. It just it, I was a little surprised, that's all. Yeah, yeah. So how was your week? Uh, pretty good, actually. I made um, several purchases on eBay of some stuff to be able to send out, which uh, I've gotten most of them out by now. Hopefully I'm not skipping too much. I see my video is, but uh, hopefully my audio is coming through all right. But um, yeah, I picked up a bunch of... Uh, kind of lower priced Hall of Famer rookie cards. So guys like uh, Tom Mack in the NFL, in the Football Hall of Fame, you've got uh, Warren Moon, of course, in the Football Hall of Fame. Guys who have affordable rookie cards and also affordable TTM fees, if any fees at all. And uh, it's mostly football and hockey. I just picked up and I'm about to send out today uh, three hockey ones with uh, Vaslav Nedomansky, uh, Bernie Federko, and uh, Michel Goulet's rookie cards all going out in the mail today. All right, who's that first guy? I know I know hockey pretty well. Yep. Who the heck is that guy? <laughs> Nedomanski, he was one of the he was the first player really to come over from uh, Czechoslovakia. But he defected in I think 74 or so, came to Canada and played in the WHA with the Toronto Toros. And then went on to play with uh, the Red Wings for a couple of years in the NHL. So I got his uh, NHL rookie card to send out. But he was a great player in Czechoslovakia, like one of the top Czech players and really opened the door for the future of Czech players. I mean, without him, you don't have Peter Klima coming over in 85. You might not have some of the other guys who defected from, from the iron curtain in the eighties there, but he was really the first one to open up all of that right there. So he got a spot in the hall of fame over that. Okay. I do this one guy. I just didn't recognize the name. The other yep. two guys, no problem. I know, yep. I know for Derek and the other guys. I love um, how you can, you do that where you can get the, the rookie cards for fairly inexpensive and, uh, send them off. You know, these most of these guys are still like ten dollars, or they're free, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nedomanski was free, but I've seen some stuff where uh, he's kind of iffy on returns at times. So I figure, all right, we'll toss in a five dollar bribe with that one. Then uh, Federico is usually free, but I've also seen some stuff where occasionally he'll bend the corner of an Opeachy rookie card. So I'm like, all right, toss in a five there as well to hopefully keep that from happening as well. A little insurance policy. And uh, Goulet has always been free, but I'm asking him to put his Hall of Fame year on there as well. So it's like we'll pay for the inscription, toss a five in there as well. So, I mean, something like that, it's like, you know, a five, sometimes five bucks can go a long way on getting somebody to do uh, what you want there on an autograph. So I figured I'd toss those in and hope for the best. But yeah, I mean, out of everybody that I've sent out, 
the fees have only been five to ten dollars each. So uh, there's plenty of guys out there you can find at affordable that you can get their rookie card at affordable price, their TTM fee at an affordable price, and have a real nice addition to your collection there out of that. Yeah, so, I agree. Well, guys, we have a really uh, packed show this week. We have a lot. We we have uh, a lot of people we talk to, a lot of interviews, a lot of information. I spoke with Mike Giuseppe. Mike, of course, is the host of Sports Card Nonsense, which you can hear on the Ringer Sport uh, Podcast Network and. Uh, he is a character. He is a, a great ambassador for the hobby. And we talk about his podcast and talk about the national and talk about collecting. And uh, Mike's a, a former Boston guy who's now in Tennessee. So we talk a little Boston sports. If you guys are tired of hearing about, about Boston sports, sorry. But we do talk a little about Boston sports with Mike. We also have uh, Don and Vinny Caruso in our collector's corner, father son team, uh, young collector. I met on at the national and we started talking and, and they're really into ttm and uh son's really i think his son is 10 or 11 years old and uh we we, we had a nice uh, chat with them and then also we have our um our, our more from sal more from sal i do that again I do, that's the third time i've done it. more from less <laughs> with less wolf so we have a lot of a lot of good interviews coming up for you next week we have steve sloan who's the uh, director of marketing at PSA. We're going to talk to him about everything that's happening with PSA and uh, the aforementioned Sal Barry, who is from Puck Junk. So we're going to talk hockey with Sal. Sal knows more about hockey collectibles, I think, than just about anyone, right, Drew? Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, he knows even down like all the oddball issues that have come out over the last 30, 40, 50 years even. So, I mean, and if you ever get a chance to just even see like a picture of his collection, he's got this I think he still has it up now, but I know at one point he had this entire wall of binders all broken down by set, just complete set after complete set after complete set. It is crazy. It's just, I mean, it's a virtual library of cards in there. Yeah, we're going to talk to Sal about kind of new releases. I want to talk to him about some of the stuff on Upper Deck and what he recommends uh, collecting. And we'll talk a little vintage as well. And uh, Sal's a TTMer as well, so we're going to talk a little hockey TTMing with Sal. So that will be next week. This week, as I said, we have also sorts of cool interviews coming up, uh, right, Drew? We do indeed. Of course, we have our usual segments with uh, Baker's Dozen, covering all of the news in the uh, in the hobby from the past week or so. As you mentioned, we have more from Les. We'll be hearing from Les Wolf a little bit later on. Collector's Corner, we're going to be talking to a father-son collecting combo that we met at the National, so get to hear from them about what they're doing. Making the Grade, all the news from the grading portion of the hobby. Stamp approval, where Jeff and I give our thumbs up to something from the past. We could be just about anything. It might be food. It might be sports related. It might be TV related. You never know. It could be almost anything. I know. I almost did food this week, but I like, Ooh. no, I almost did food, but I, I didn't. I actually considered it as well. And I think I'm probably going to for next week. So I'll have to keep that in mind. The Vern Rap Minute, where we cover anybody who died this past week in the world of sports, celebrity, music, TV, movies, politics, you name it. If they've died this past week, we're going to cover them. And of course, the main reason why we're here and why you're here, our TTM returns. Well, guys, we love to hear from you. We, we love getting uh, texts. We love getting emails. Please text us at 978-729-0662. It's 978-729-0662. And also, we're going to have, we have, a, we're going to have breaking news right after our, our, our more from less. So stick around for that. We have some breaking news coming up. Uh, Drew, why don't you let people know how they can email us? That would be ttmcast at yahoo.com. Well, Drew, I think we got all our introductions out of the way. We're going to go right into Baker's Dozen.
Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Well, Baker's Dozen is a news summary of what's been going on in the hobby, a lot of stuff going on. I just want to remind everyone to check out my article on TTMing and autograph tips at sportscollectorsdaily.com. It usually posts on Tuesday morning, so make sure you check it out. It's uh, on sportscollectorsdaily.com on TTM. I outline some of my successes, and we give some autograph tips, and it, it, I think it's a fun article, so make sure you check that out. Some news to report. Our friends at buysportscard.com, we've had, had uh, the owner uh, and founder on a couple times. We just want to let everyone know they have a new bulk card uploader, which is really cool. You can upload as many as 1,000 cards an hour into their marketplace. They have over 2,000 cards in their marketplace now. So check it out, buysportscards.com. It it's a, a fun marketplace where you can buy and sell cards. We've been previewing this one for a couple of weeks now, but it's finally launched. Collects.app has their new Collects deals put up on their app. You can buy and sell cards right through that app. Of course, uh, Collects just started up this past year as kind of an assistant to uh, pricing, to be able, being able to price cards uh, just by scanning a card there with your phone's camera. They now have the ability to buy and sell as well. So go and check that out. Collects deals on Collects.app. Yeah, and it's really cool, Drew. You can actually go in and make an offer. If you see a card that you want, you don't necessarily have to say, okay, it's $10 and that, that's what it is. You can go in and, and make an offer. And if, if the, the guy wants, the person wants to accept it, they can accept it or, or you can negotiate right in the app. So uh, it's a fun app. It's a free app. So I, we recommend you checking it out. Uh, news from, from a former Seattle Supersonic, former Milwaukee Buck, former Boston Celtic, former Miami Heat. Did I get all those teams? I think so. That's that's the too. ones I can think of at least. Uh, he, I believe, he's in the Hall of Fame as well. His, well, I'm talking, of course, about Ray Allen. Ray Allen's warned people there's a bunch of autographed Celtic jerseys out there that are fake. They're, they're fake they're signatures. They're not his his signature. So it's really, uh, it, it's kind of cool that a, that a, a player calls out and sees something that's fake or, and, and lets the the hobby know. Um, it's really buyer beware, Drew. Right? If you see something that that's too priced too low it probably isn't real. Yeah. I mean, anytime you come across something like that, insist on some third-party authentication on, you know, have PSA, get a quick review from Beckett. I mean, it costs, I don't know. I mean, Beckett usually has a fairly low cost uh, review thing where you can just, you know, send them a picture of something. They'll tell you whether it's, whether they believe it would likely pass authentication or not. Before you go on something like that, make sure you get uh, make sure you get, before you go and purchase something like that, make sure you get something like that done. I mean, like you said, if it's if the price sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And then even if the price isn't too good to be true, there's still that chance that it might not be. So if you're looking at a high end item. If it doesn't have some sort of great authentication on it, get a good opinion on it. Yeah, I, I think JSA does it as well. I know I, I, a friend of mine, his uh, his friend or somebody inherited a bunch of autograph balls from from some some, you know, some lady, some friend of 
this. And he's like, well, how much is these things worth? And I looked at him like, I don't think they're real. I, it was Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio and Ted Williams. And you just, you know, there's so many copies out there. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. I like, I don't think they're real. And I, I sent them off to, to JSA just to get an opinion. I said, and, and, and they said, no, we wouldn't certify those. Yeah. They just, and you I know, mean, this, especially those three guys, those are three of the guys that were fake the most during the uh, late nineties, early two thousands when uh, FBI's operation foul ball sting was at its, at its peak, pretty much. I mean, those were especially mantle stuff, which is being cranked out so heavily by those. So, yeah, I mean, those are the three big names right there that I would definitely uh, definitely get them checked before you ever buy anything as well. Yeah, you got you got to watch it. Well, that, that's cool. Uh, uh, eBay made a, uh, some news this week. They did uh, purchasing TCG player for two hundred and ninety five million dollars. TCG player, big name in the Pokemon and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh world. Uh, they're an online marketplace dedicated to selling those. They've uh, wanted to expand into sports card uh, selling as well. So eBay will be a. Uh, Big way for them to be able to do that as well, but a $295 million sale right there. Yeah, and they're going to start selling um, sports cards in that mar- yeah. their marketplace as well. So it's a great and nice purchase for eBay. Uh, and I'm not that familiar with TCG Player, but I, I know I've seen on the message boards that they are a pretty good, pretty big player, no pun intended, in in that sector. So I think it's a good purchase for eBay. Uh, just uh, I got a note from Ezra, Ezra. Labine, uh, who from collectibles.com, um, there's a thing called the K1 form that they uh, are required, even if you don't purchase something on collectibles. I mean, if you don't sell something on collectibles.com, but if you purchase something on collectibles, you need these K1 forms to um, for your taxes. And they've had some sudden delays. They had a third party accounting firm um, doing these K1 forms. And they, he said they're going to be going out in a couple of weeks. Our, our, our listener, Sam Kessler, uh, alerted me to it the other day. Him and I had a, had a, a call a couple of days ago. And then I, I reached out to Ezra to see what was going on. And uh, we're going to have Ezra Levine on the show in a couple of weeks once this gets all cleared up to just catch up and see what's going on with collectibles. They I know collectibles.com, they are... Uh, they've been a player, you know, they, they came into the, the hobby in a sector that was brand new and, and they've made uh, great inroads and they're, they're a great company and uh, you know, they're doing their best and it's a new company. So they, you know, if you're waiting for these K one forms from collectibles, they will be going out in a couple of weeks. And then lastly, there was, uh, I don't know if you, you saw the 42 shirt at the national, it looked like a uh, Dodgers shirt. It's a, it had the yep. it had the 42 on it, and it's a national across it. Um, they ran out of them pretty quickly. Well, I, I ordered one um, probably this on the second last day of the show, and they're supposed to ship out within a week. But um, evidently, evidently, there was they're, they're in Kentucky, I believe, and there was some flooding down there. Oh, yeah. They had to they had to make shirts for rescue operations and all, all stuff. So they ended up they finally did. Uh, they had all the the raw shirts they just printed them up um the other day and they said that they were shipping out this week and you can expect them any day i, I got a, a a notification that mine is due here today so if you're waiting for your 42 shirts this is kind of a uh a, a notice from for me because i was with you know it's been like three three or four weeks now that we should have had these shirts but they they have been shipped out so fret not got some news, no, news from uh, mr october yeah, this one's a real kick in the pants for me because I need him on eight different set cards. Uh, Reggie Jackson's signing fees have gone up once again. 
going to be now $100 for any cards and photos, except for his rookie card, which is now $150. Caps are $150. Jerseys and bats, $180. Any oversized flats are going to be $150. Also an extra $35 for inscriptions as well. So uh, in my time as a collector, Jackson's fees have gone from $40 up to $80, now up to $100. So uh, if you haven't gotten in on him yet, I guess, get on, get on those now before they go up one more time. Yeah, if you had sent out uh, whatever the seventy or eighty dollars or whatever the fee was, um, and you hadn't gotten your card back, you're not going to get it back signed. He's going to return it. He is not. He he has stopped signing for that fee. Everything's is a hundred dollars for cards and photos, and, and Drew gave the list. So um, you know, it goes to was it Mister October Foundation, right? Is in Carmel, California, I think. Yeah, it's, there's some foundation that he has out there, I believe. That uh, I'm not sure what exactly it does, but he does have a foundation there. Yeah, I think it it does go to charity. I think I don't think it's going in Reggie's pocket, but um, it's not like the, the 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 Save the Drew Fund here, where for pennies a day you can save the Drew here. So it's, that's uh, right. <laughs> it's actually it does legit things. <laughs> we got some auction news to let you know about the T206 Wagner is going to be in the Golden Auction next month. It's expected to bring seven figures. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to break the the mantle record, but it might. I mean, it's. I think it went for what six something, last, about a couple months ago, right? And this is a, another yeah. version of the T two hundred six. So I don't. I don't. I don't recall what grade it was, but uh, you know, it. This T two hundred six Wagner is still, I think, the icon, iconic card for the hobby. Uh, memory lane auctions. We've uh, been mentioning this here for a little bit now, but it started August 17th, stops on September 10th. They're going on right now, so make sure you check it out at memorylaneinc.com. They have a Babe Ruth baseball that's up for auction. A 1958 Tops Jim Brown graded at a PSA 8. Very nice uh, sounding card right there. A 1963 Tops Pete Rose PSA 9 on that rookie card. Also got a 1961-62 Fleer basketball box, has the Wilt Chamberlain rookie card showing and the Wilt Chamberlain in action card. So two of Wilt the Stilt showing in there. And of course, the big one for me, the 1952 Tops autographed most of the set, not entirely, not a complete autograph set, but 356 of the cards in that 52 Tops set are signed, including Mickey Mantle, Jackie Robinson, and Willie Mays. So once again, memorylaneinc.com, go and check that out. And if you have a couple of uh, thousand, million, whatever dollars sitting aside, hey, maybe you might want to put in a bid on a couple of those. They have such nice stuff. So go to memorylaneinc.com. They always have great stuff on, on their auction. Uh, and lastly, the, we talked about it uh, incessantly for the last three or four weeks, this uh, 9.5 SGC Mickey Mantle, uh, 1952 tops is nearing $10 million. It's over $8 million right now. The auction ends uh, this weekend, um, and you can go to uh, ha.com, which is Heritage Auction, uh, to find out and follow it. I'm sure once once it closes, the, the news will be everywhere. We had uh, Derek Grady on from the show, a couple uh, from Heritage Auction on a couple weeks ago. You can go look back and listen to our interview with Derek, and he talks all about the history of the card. So make sure you check that out. We've got some uh, show news to let you guys know about. We do indeed. They got the uh, the Grand State Baseball Dinner coming up September 10th over at Delta Dental Stadium it's in Manchester, New Hampshire, home of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Wade Boggs is going to be there, as will Orlando Cabrera, a couple of former Red Sox there. Cabrera also, of course, played with, let's see, the Expos, the Indians. I think the Angels may be in there, maybe a couple other teams. But yeah, White Sox, too. He played for the White Sox, too. White Sox as well. All right, there you go. So 
MILB.com has all the info there. You can get it through the New Hampshire Fisher Cats website. Once again, that is September 10th up there in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah, and tickets go, I think, 50 to $80, and it's a great night. Um, Music City show coming up September 9th through the 11th, Franklin, Tennessee. Go to MusicCityCollectibleShows.com. All sorts of guests there. Iverson, Ozzy Smith, Pete Rose, Lawrence Taylor, Jim Kelly, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. Do you think Pete Rose ever goes home? I think he just goes from show to show. I think, yeah, bounce from show to show. Uh, I know he was doing like some uh, signing residencies out in Vegas for a while too. So I'm sure he uh, has a second home right there just about or something. Well, you don't see Glavin and, and Smoltz at a lot of shows. So that's kind of cool. And, and Jim Kelly, I know he he uh, earns money for charity usually when he signs to the mail. So um, I think he, I don't think he's doing great health wise, but it's a good show. Check it out. Uh, Music City Collectible Show in Franklin, Tennessee, coming up in September, September 9th through the 11th, to be exact. Yeah, I think Kelly's had a, two different cancer battles now at this point yeah. in his life. But fortunately, it seems like I think I know he at least I obviously he beat it once. And I think he may have uh, gotten it into remission a second time. Not sure there, but still, yeah, he's been kind of back and forth there. So hopefully he's uh, doing well. I mean, if he's doing a couple shows, it seemed like hopefully he's in a good spot right now, at least. Uh, Philly show. Coming up out in Philadelphia, phillyshow.com, September 23rd through the 25th. Extensive of names that are going to be at this one. You've got Ricky Henderson being one of the big ones there. A couple of the new, one of the newest Hall of Famers in Jim Cott. You also have another Jim Hall of Famer in Jim Rice. Uh, Dale Murphy will be out there. Dwight Gooden, Football Hall of Famer Jack Ham, and of course, John Cruck there as well. Once again, September 23rd through the 25th in Philadelphia. That's phillyshow.com. And last show, just to let you guys know about this, the Dallas Card Show. There's actually two shows. There's one September 8th through the 11th in Allen, Texas. And there's one September 30th through October 2nd in Arlington, Texas. Right now, uh, you can go to DallasCardShow.com and the September 8th to 11th show. They have uh, Bob Lilly, uh, Bill Bates, uh, Joe Mean Joe Green, uh, Rocket Ishmael, a couple of the other former uh, Cowboys as well. Check it out. It is September 8th through the 11th in Allen, Texas. Go to DallasCardShow.com for more information on that. Drew, we have a lot of new releases. They're, uh, they're kind of open the floodgates this week with all sorts of new releases. Um, the Panini Select 2021 football came out. Uh, 12 packs per, uh, 12 cards per pack, five packs per box. Uh, you get two autos and one memorabilia for the, the low, low price of $1,500. Oof. I know for selector, for yeah. selector, those should be $150 max. Yeah. I guess just shows the state of uh, state of the hobby right now. I mean, there's high demand for it. And I mean, it seems like anything that's on that OptiChrome paper has just been uh, getting pushed back and uh, kicked up in price there just to be able to get a hold of it there. So not too surprising, but at the same time, Ooh, man, that's uh, that's it's more than I'm looking to spend right now. That's for sure. No, I know. So something that's a little bit more affordable for uh, us, uh, us lower level collectors out there and really big worldwide, the Panini World Cup uh, soccer sticker set and album have come out this week. Of course, that is a huge one worldwide. I mean, this is Panini's probably best known product around the world, but it's an 80 page album. You get 50 packs of stickers per box, five stickers per pack. So 250 stickers out of that 670 car, 670 sticker set. Boy, that's a lot. That's that's a lot to get That's a, get that's a right lot there. of stickers. <laughs> yeah, 670 stickers set. Woo. She sells seashells. 
But uh, you get uh, 50 uh, silver foil variations in there as well in that 670 sticker set. That's going to run you $75 for a box of that. Um, so if you like soccer, look into that. I mean, it's always a fun product right there to be able to put together and be able to finish off the entire uh, album. I know I've got a friend who's already been asking me, hey, where can I find these at? So uh, keep an eye out for it. Put all that together. It's uh, Like I said, it is a huge product worldwide. I've heard they print in the billions on the stickers on those just to just to try to uh, meet the demand on the whole thing. Yeah, we had Clemente Lise on, uh, I think, last week to talk a little about it, but that was before the release. So we'll talk, we're will talk. we going to have him on in a couple of weeks to talk about uh, what's going on in the World Cup and the World Cup sticker release and, and anything soccer. So watch out for that. Uh, we have this was this was an exclusive fan fanatics exclusive, but I don't think so because I saw it on Target uh, yesterday. I believe I'm talking, of course, about the 2020 Donruss Optic Football Blaster boxes. Uh, you get six packs of three cards per pack. This uh, uh, it's thirty dollars a box, which is pretty good for a blaster box. There's all sorts of cool cool cards in there, inserts and stuff. It's a it's a nice set, a nice looking set. So. Uh, it's Donruss 2021 Donruss uh, Optic Football for about thirty dollars for Blaster Box. You can find those at at uh, Fanatics, and I just saw them at Target as well. Uh, Panini Mosaic 2022 Draft Football is coming out in a box. There, you're going to get two packs each with fifteen cards per pack. You get two autographs, two silvers, and six mosaic uh, parallels all in there. It's going to run you about $250 right there, but a very nice-looking set there for the uh, most recent football draft picks. And this one's kind of the lottery ticket, right? 2022 tops, clearly authentic baseball. One card, one pack. So you basically you're getting a, an encased card, autograph card. Uh, the checklist looks good. I've seen case breaks of these things. There's 20 um, boxes in a case, and I would give it a thumbs down, honestly. They're $85, and I don't think... Out of the 20, maybe one of them had an 80 or $85 worth of it. The other ones were just kind of guys that I don't know if you'd pay if you if you were at a card show and you saw saw it for $20 if you'd buy it. Honestly, that that that's what you're getting. So it is a lottery ticket. And if you're a baseball fan, you want to take a shot, more power to you. 2022 tops clearly authentic baseball is now out for 85 bucks. Well, Drew, that wraps up Baker's Dozen for the week. Next up, we're going to have more from Les. And now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend Les Wolf. Well, we touched base with uh, hobby legend Les Wolf. He is a contributor, regular contributor to our show. And we talked to him about some of the uh, happenings going on in the hobby. And, and plus, we have a, a breaking news announcement. So, so stick around for that. Here's uh, uh, my interview with hobby legend, Les Wolf. All right, guys, the legend's in the building. The legend's in the building. Everyone sit down, quiet, quiet, classes in session. Time for more from Les with my friend and hobby legend, Mr. Les Wolf. Hey, Les. Hey, Jeff. How are you today? Very good. We missed you last week. You, you know, we gave you... Uh, you played you played first string two weeks ago hosting for Drew, so we gave you the week off. But it's good to get get back and, and catch up with you. You didn't have to. <laughs> well, you know what? There was a great great uh, response from the listeners. They love they loved hearing you. It was a great show. I want to thank you again for for sitting and sub substituting. But today I thought we would talk about 
kind of stuff that's been going on in the, the news last week or so, kind of all autograph related, and I kind of want to get your take on it. First, we lost uh, Les, uh, Len Dawson, who was, of course, the Hall of Fame quarterback from the Kansas City Chiefs, and, uh, you know, he was he was in hospice for a couple weeks and just passed away. Uh, first, did you, did you have any dealings with, with, with Len? I thought we discussed it last time. Um, yes, I met him, and it was very funny. He uh, went to the Kansas City Chiefs in the, in the early 70s, 69 or 70. And Dawson comes down, Kim comes down, and he comes down with a, with a big basket of chocolate brownies. Apparently, Yeah, we did. We did talk about yeah. that. And he said, before he signs autographs, we have to have one of these. So me as a kid, you know, I couldn't say no to that. I didn't know if I was getting poisons or not, but I figured if Len Dawson's giving it to me, I'm fine. I'll take the hand off anytime. <laughs> Our, um, do you think his autograph prices and demand for his autographs are going to increase? I know Len was pretty pretty good signer over the years. It's interesting. Unfortunately, because the way our hobby goes, people, when they hear a person dies, immediately runs to eBay or runs to try to purchase items from that person. Um, so it spikes up for a little bit, then it levels off and goes down. But I mean, Dawson was a pretty avid signer. So his stuff is, is out there. I haven't had any, any demand for him, but he, he was one of the classiest guys I've ever met. One of the nicest guys and just very sad hearing his passing. Some of, some of the other old, older um, retired players, kind of like Willie Mays and who, so who are some of the people that we could, which kind of look out for, you know, that, that might not be with us too much longer. And I know not, I'm not asking you to protect predicts when someone's going to die, but you know, you know what I mean? No, it's terrible. You know, uh, you know, eventually we're all going to meet up in, in heaven, hopefully. And uh, we'll have a collector's convention. We'll be running around getting Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig saying, look what I got him on. And yeah, I know it less. I can see you sitting there with the Bible asking God for his autograph. <laughs> um, no, I get him on a single sign ball. I think <laughs> but then I'd have to have, I, I'd have to get it authenticated. You know, uh, I don't think uh, Jimmy's going to be able to authenticate it. <laughs> I have to figure out how to send it down. <laughs> send it to JSA. See if see if there's any mail, you know, Fed, FedEx or the UPS or the United States Post Office can send it. <laughs> well, FedEx can send anything anywhere, right? Hopefully. <laughs> well, the other uh, tidbit that I saw, Ray Allen, you know, he played for guard for Seattle and uh, Milwaukee and the Celtics in Miami. Uh, and Pete, there was a, uh, somebody out there that was selling fake autographed Celtic jerseys of his, and he actually uh, called it out. And I don't recall seeing too often that a player, a former player, um, called out, a, a, you know, somebody selling their, you know, fake autographs of the, their own. Is that, was that, um, is that something you had seen before? There have been other players, I can't think off the top of my head, that have police the hobby to say, to make sure that there's stuff. I think Trout may have been one of them. Um, I give him credit for, you know, speaking out and trying to help people to save money and not getting ripped off. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, so we've talked about this, 
numerous times, but it's really is buyer beware, right? You want to make sure that you buy from a reputable dealer and uh, make sure it has the proper paperwork, right? Well, you know, it's one thing to get everything certified by JSA, PSA, Beckett, or any of the, any other companies that you trust. But it's another thing to know who you're buying it from. You know, someone like myself, 90% of the stuff that I've purchased, I've gotten myself in person, or the collectors that I've bought out their collections have gotten them in person. So that 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 helps to uh, to document and verify the autograph. And remember, all these companies, as great as they are out there, it's only their opinion. If I tell you I got something in person, that's no longer an opinion. That's a fact. Right. So that's that's the big difference that people don't realize. And I mean, any, for any of our listeners out there, if you're getting stuff signed in person and you're at the show, you know, have PSA, JSA, have witness protection, just to, you know, just you say, so why don't I want to spend another five or $10? I have a picture of him signing this, blah, 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 because they're there and what, you know, what the heck, you never know when you might need that. Does, um, you know, I, I think also you have to look at if something is priced really too good to be true. You got right. I, I say that all the time. Right. I mean, you kind of right. You pay. You get what you pay for in a lot of instances, and um, I think you got to be. You know, the, these Ray Allen jerseys were really cheap. I forget how much they were, but even if they were a hundred dollars, you know, the, the the jersey alone probably costs a hundred dollars, and if it's a good jersey, and then you get to still get the autograph. So well, it's probably also. Uh... Chinese, you know, those jerseys from China, the real yeah. cheap ones. Yeah, I saw a cool um, video. I think it was on TikTok, actually. And it was Larry Bird sitting there signing a stack of jerseys. You know, but it, it was weird, weird to see Larry Bird. He had glasses on. He looked, you know, he looked older. You know, it, was, it wasn't Larry Bird that I remember from 1985. It was Larry Bird from, from 2022. But it was kind of, you know, they, they had to be. 100 200 jer bird jerseys that he was signing crazy so the the other thing that, that's kind of uh in the news and, and i'm a little shocked in this and you're a new york guy um aaron aaron judge is is marching towards 61 home runs i think he's uh they're, they're saying he's going to get 62 he's got 48 home runs now um but there hasn't been that um groundswell in, in baseball and the general public and in the hobby do you think we're just jaded by the whole bonds mcguire sosa thing and this, this that's that 61 number doesn't mean anything anymore i personally think it definitely means something i do too i i think that the, i think the problem with aaron is that you know a lot of people are surprised he's having such a big season well i mean he's and, done it he's you know maybe he hasn't hit 60 home runs but he's I mean, he's a big kid and he's a great, he's a great hitter and he hasn't got hurt. I think that's the big thing, don't you? Well, that, that is the big thing. He has not got hurt. But do you think that, uh, you know, we have a month left in the season. Do you think, you know, we gets to 55, 56, that people are going to start noticing him and you think there might be his autograph value and his card value will increase? Actually, I hope so, but I, I'm kind of surprised myself. Like I've got a I've got a bunch of these leaf cards that was signed before he got to the majors. So it's got an early autograph and they're certified, and I got them PSA 
slabbed and encapsulated and they're not really selling and i'm kind of surprised but you know it's the kind of stuff you never know what's going to sell but i think that there will be a more of a more of a demand for his stuff as he gets closer do you how much what does an autograph uh, aaron judge ball go for now four or five hundred dollars and what does an autograph mickey mantle ball go for depends on the condition for an, a really nice one could be a thousand could be five thousand okay it also depends if you wrote any inscriptions on that ball now how about um like there's no value in a Mark McGuire or a Sammy Sosa autograph anymore, right? Because of uh, because of how their career. Not unless you need them on something, then you're gonna have to pay. If you need them on a 500 home run ball or something, you're gonna have to pay through the nose to get it signed. <laughs> and Bonds doesn't sign really, right? I need Bonds to complete three 500 home run balls. And he, he had to 25. He hasn't had a signing in a while. No, no sign, no signing at all. Do you think, um, you know, his, if we get towards 61, 62, 63, do you think there's going to be that, you know, $100,000 ball, $200,000 ball that the, the guy catches in the stands? You know, remember back in, in the in the late 90s, in, in uh, 2001, when Bob's Bongs, Bonds and McGuire and Sosa were hitting him, those balls were going for a million, million, you know, $2 million. And I bet the people that bought those baseballs wish they didn't. <laughs> right. It's speculation, right? But do you think you think we're going to see that with Judge Balls? You just don't think uh, we're in a different time now? Hmm. That's a very good question. I think those prices, as Judge gets closer to 61 and 62, and when he gets to 70 and 71, I think when he, when he breaks... Uh, you know, Bonds' record and McGuire and Sosa, and he, you know, goes through the chain. I think then those balls are going to become more valuable. Yeah, I mean, I think he got, he's only, he's only at 48 with, um, I don't know, what do we got? They got about 40 games left in the season, I think 35 games left in the season. Uh, so he's going to really have to go some to get into the, the 70s, but I think he can surely get over Maris's 61. I hope so. I'm a Yankee fan. But I really don't think he's going to. Well, how's how's been things been going with the the, the site? It's Les Wolf's uh, LLC.com. You can go check it out. I was look I was just on there looking at all the cool stuff you have. Um, is has the anything been been kind of uh, been a hot mover in the last couple of weeks? <clears throat> well, you could also go to my eBay store, Sports Autographs with Z's S P O R T Z Autograph A U T O G R A P H Z. Yeah, actually. I've just sold in the last today and over the last month and a half, I sold two Neil Armstrong eight by tens. Oh, those are cool. I mean, one was pretty cool. It was signed to Mike and some guy named Mike uh, bought it. I, I told the guy, I said, I wish, uh, I wish it was less, you know, then I would have kept it, but you know, kind of stuff is all, always cool to get into, uh, you know, to sell. You know, you bring up the personalization and I know people that um, they, they, they use whatever to, to get, try to erase the personalization uh do you recommend that and uh or do you just think that personalization um you know is what it is and, and the autographs the autograph i mean i i kind of like to leave the autograph the way it is what did i do my video
It's okay. You don't, so you don't think that it does the personalization bring down the value of an autograph is an autograph 10 or 20% less value, or it really doesn't matter a guy like, you know, Muhammad Ali or, or Neil Armstrong or someone that that's timeless. It really doesn't really, really matter if it's personalized or not. I personally feel if you got a vintage Cassis clay autograph and it's personalized as opposed to a Muhammad Ali that's not personalized, it's later in life. I personally would rather have the, uh, the vintage Cassius Clay. Yeah, even if it's personalized, it doesn't really matter. To me, it doesn't. All right, well, but, guys, we got we got some breaking news for you. Breaking news, breaking TTM cast news, and we're going to announce it here with, with Les because he's the one that kind of stuck, started this whole thing. We are going to have TTM cast live, guys. That's right, TTM cast live. We're going to have a live show on Tuesday, September 13th at 8 o'clock Eastern time. We're going to probably run for about an hour. Unless Drew and I are going to be on live, we're going to be uh, we're going to be all together, and we're going to have invite our uh, listeners to come on and ask questions, and we'll be talking autographs and collecting, and uh, you know maybe maybe we'll we'll predict some football games for the week. I don't know. We'll we'll kill an hour with some good autograph talk. <laughs> and Les is the one that kind of started it. So Les, TTM Cast Live coming to a, a computer. Be your home soon. soon. If, or better, or better yet, you just call us the uh, sports memorabilia three stooges. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not Mo because I have no hair. I, I guess I'll have to be curly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I am then. <laughs> you can be Larry. <laughs> just show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. So, guys, I, I will be promoting it on social media. It's CTM, it's, it's CTM Cast Live. The live show will be Tuesday night, September 13th. From eight at eight o'clock to about nine o'clock, and Drew, Les, and I will be doing our show live, and we'll be talking collecting, talking autographs. We're going to be taking uh, live uh, call-ins or your questions either through texting or through uh, our, our podcast app or however we can do it. We're working out the techno technology right now, but make sure you check it out. Let your friends know, and we'll we'll be posting information on social media. Uh, starting in september up until the the time of the show there'll be a link to the show and hopefully you will join us and remember the people out there if you can't call in that time if you're working or something just send us an email even and ask us the questions and we'll be happy to answer the questions if you need something you want to get a rough idea what something is worth make sure you send some pictures yep if you, to be if you want to know what your mickey Mantle baseball is worth if it's authenticated or not authenticated and it's uh, a faint autograph, you know, it's not worth a lot, but it's a nice strong autograph. Then we get, get a better idea to tell you what it's worth. Okay. Send your questions to me at ttmcast at yahoo.com. Les's email. If you want to uh, converse directly with Les, you can go to lwolf, W-O-L-F-F-1823 at aol.com. Check out Les's uh store on the uh, web at leswolfsportsllc.com uh you can email Les uh, again again is lwolf w-o-l-f-f-1823 at oal.com i think that's it Les. you got any more anything else you want to add before i let you go i think uh i hope that my yankees are back uh, on track again but it's gonna be interesting pennant races it's all very close for the uh the american league uh playoffs Right yeah, now. I, I still think it's going to be the Yankees and the Dodgers, but we'll see. I don't know about that. 
You don't think? No, I'm not I don't think my Yankees. I, you know, especially trading away Jordan Montgomery. I know. Why did they do that for a guy that's hurt? What I heard was they thought that they had Pablo Lopez from the Marlins, and that's why they were trading him. And it fell through. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know when you're trading less, right? You never trade until it's a, you got you get the contract signed in your hand or the the merchant the merchandise in your hand. You can't you can't you know that that always happens in baseball trades, especially last minute. I'm sure Bader is going to be a major upgrade over uh, Hicks in center field, and it'll help to uh, relieve some of the pressure that Judge has been because Judge has been playing center field a lot. Yeah, no, I agree, but I think Bader, you know, he had plantar fasciitis, so I don't think he's going to be doing doing too much running, and even when he comes back in September, uh, maybe ne- next year it'll work. But I don't know about for the playoff time. We'll see. I mean, I had plantar fasciitis. It takes a while to, to get rid of that, and really, it, it's painful, <laughs> really painful. I mean, he's got to take a golf ball and roll it under his foot, or take some cortisone shots to relieve it. But I'm surprised with the. With sports medicine, that they haven't gotten him back on the field sooner. Yeah, and he's not due back until at least the first week in September, right? Right. So we'll see. All right. Well, I'm going to say it go Yanks because my Red Sox are are dead, floundering and dead. <laughs> we'll root for the Yankees for you. I like to see. I like to see the Yankees Dodgers. Your your Red Sox should have traded uh, Martinez. You're probably not resigning him, but they should uh, have traded. You guys better resign. Uh, Devers. Oh, they, I think they will. They should have traded De, uh, via Evaldi. They should have traded Martinez. So we'll see. All right, Les, I'll let you go. Thank you. That was Les Wolf, hobby legend. You can uh, check out Les at leswolfsportsllc.com or you can email any questions you have to me directly at ttmcast.com at yahoo.com and I'll forward it off to Les or you can email him at lwolfwolff1823 at AOL.com. Thanks, Les. We'll talk to you next Thank week. You. Well, Drew, now the cat's out of the bag, right? We, yep. There's no turning back. Well, there's no turning back. And we're talking, of course, about TTM Cast Live. We're going to, Drew and I and Les are going to do a live show. It's going to be Tuesday night, September 13th, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are just going to talk about uh, what's going on in the hobby. It's not going to be a, a regular TTM Cast show with all our different segments. We might have one or two segments, but we're going to have we're going to take calls. If you have any questions for Les, if you want him to appraise something that you you have, if you want to get Drew and I's feelings on on how uh, yeah what you're, what you're doing in, in collecting wise, if you want to just uh, stop sto- stories about getting autographs, it's going to be kind of an open free for all, free for all. We may have a guest. We haven't determined that yet. I will be posting it on all across social media and our website. Our website will have a, a, a link to it. There'll be a link that you'll just be able to click on and, and go right into the show. You'll be able to listen to Drew and I and Les. You'll also be able to ask questions. Again, it's going to be a live show Tuesday, September 13th from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're calling it TTM Cast Live. So hopefully you will... Uh, enjoy it we're going to try it out and if it goes well maybe we'll do one a month we'll see how it goes right drew yeah i think it's really uh, i'm definitely looking forward to it i mean we always like hearing from other collectors and so kind of getting to be put on the spot here now and uh see how that goes so yeah i mean i'm looking forward to it it'll be fun yeah we're gonna have to have to prove we know what we're talking about right exactly (laughs) well you know what next up we're gonna have collector's corner well, I had a chance to meet with Don Caruso about um, 
TTM and collecting it at, at the National. And uh, Don and his son Vinny are big into TTMing. So I talked to Don and Vinny about their collecting, about TTMing. And uh, it's always fun to talk to, to other collectors about things that are, they are passionate. So please enjoy my interview with the Carusos. It's time for Collector's Corner, guys. And joining us from Morgan Hill, California, near San Jose, is Don Caruso and his son, Vinny. The Carusos are joining us to talk a little TTM and autograph clicking. Hi, guys. Hello. Thrilled to have you. I met Don at the National a couple weeks ago in Atlantic City. He was in the Collects.app. Collects, right? Collects.app. Correct. Yes. Booth. And... Uh, he, we started talking about collecting and TTMing, and I was telling me about his son. I said, oh, I got to have you guys on the show, so welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, you know, Vinny's 10 years old, and we've been we've been TTMing for probably, well, he him and I for four, about, about four years. And since you were my age. Yeah, and then I've been doing it for my whole 46 years of existence, so it's been, it was cool catching up with you. Where do you guys, where do you guys get your addresses from? Uh, we use SCN. So, uh, yep. you know, a lot of what we do is, is through that or, or just sending to cards to stadiums of different, uh, of different NFL, basketball, baseball. We kind, of, we kind of hit everything. We've got a wide variety of wrestling. He's a huge wrestling fan. Nice. Uh, from that to football to baseball. baseball. Basketball. Yep. You got some, some golf. Some soccer. Some soccer. Yep. Do you guys do much in-person uh, autographs as well? We try to. I mean, it's been rather difficult in the last couple of years, right? Um, but whenever there is an instance, we'll go to an event. Sometimes they have them in Stockton or San Francisco. We just we just came from the Santa Clara card show uh, two weekends ago. So we try to, but most of it is through the mail, especially the last well, two years. Well, Vin, Vinny, I know you have a whole uh, table full of cards that you want to show off. Show me, you know, let's talk about some of your successes, recent successes, and some of your favorite uh, TTMs that you've gotten. All right. So one of my favorite baseball players that we've got a lot of his rookies signed, Will Clark. His, here, where's the stack? Will Clark's coverage? over here. So oh, right here. Can I give you a fun Will Clark story? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, so he's a travel baseball player, right? Uh, is right now his team's ranking 11th in the nation. Wow, congratulations. So, uh, they're doing really well, and he his number is 22. And because Will Clark is dad's favorite player, it became his favorite player, although he's never seen him play. And we've got every single one of Will Clark's rookie cards, so there's nine in total. Wow. We've got every mm -hmm. single one of them signed by sending to the stadium, Willie Mace Plaza, and he'll send them back signed within 30 or 60 days. So that's that's one of his favorites. Did you, you? I mean, you don't remember him playing, though. But Don, I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, we've watched a lot of videos. We've met him a couple times, uh, you know, at other events. Um, he's always been super cool with the kids. So uh, USA card. So, and one of the other things we like doing is we like protecting our investments, either through Beckett or PSA, and getting them slabbed and authenticated. Not that we would ever sell them. It's you know, it's just something to protect the cards long term. Has it been frustrating waiting for cards to come back from PSA? Very frustrating. Um, you know, Beckett is primarily who we send to because, you know, PSA is more her heritage and older type of cards with Beckett. They seem to do a, a, a faster turnaround time with autograph authentications. Uh, 
and we're not grading them. We're just getting the slab, right? It's just yep. saying authenticated or not. It's taking about four months, sometimes a little bit longer, but in the end, we get them back and we're pretty happy with it. Which, Vinny, which uh, Will Clark card is your favorite? Probably the, where's the US? The uh, USA one? The USA. Yeah, that's that's my favorite as well. Yeah. yeah. That, cool that's card. a very cool one. Him. So, who, who, so who else who else have you written to in the last month or so that you've gotten back? So what else have we got back? We've got back, uh, got, you got Drew Brees. Tell yeah, them about Drew Brees. Was, yeah, I got Drew Brees about uh, two months ago. Yep, Drew Brees. We got Warren Moon. Warren Moon, his Seahawks card? Yep, so yeah. we're big Seahawks fans. So we've uh, we've gotten Warren Moon. Warren. We've gotten Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman. Right. I was... Tell them about Matt Hasselbeck. Oh, where's that? You don't have to show them. Just tell them. All right. About three, two months. Yeah. Was our Hasselbeck rookie signed. We were both super surprised about it. We were happy and yeah excited about it yeah, yeah matt matt's a uh yeah. matt went to college in boston college so he's a, a bc kid and yeah. uh, he, his dad played for the new england patriots don Hasselback, and he's a great ttmer as well so it's nice to see that he's carrying on the tradition yeah we also got all the steve largent rookies autographed so so he's we have every dad's favorite player steve largent so he's wrote to steve largent and gotten every single card that steve largent has made signed steve largent must not like me because i've sent him money twice oh, with really? the card and i've never gotten it back from him he goes through dry and cold periods like recently he uh was signing as long as you put the 10 bucks in there it was not a problem uh but there were periods of time where it would take a while he's lost a couple of my cards but uh you know one of my goals is i've, I've been trying we've been trying to collect sets of, of people like yeah. if I'm going to get Will Clark, I want all the Will Clark rookies. And so right now we're trying to get the entire, because we're Seahawks fans, the entire Super Bowl year Seahawks defense, Legion of Boom, signed. We're two players away. Some of it's TTM. Some of it is, you know, purchases off of eBay. But we've done pretty well with with our adventures as of late. Who, who do you need for the Seahawks? Maybe one of my listeners is, has oh, something that he can trade. Malcolm Thank Smith. You. So Malcolm Smith, who was the yep. MVP. Of the Super Bowl year and Byron Maxwell, who we've only found one Seahawk card, but I can't find his address anywhere. So if anybody knows his address or has a Seahawk card signed, I'm all ears. <laughs> We're talking with Don Caruso and Vinny Caruso, father-son team, who are our TTM and autograph collectors and card collectors. And uh, they they like collecting players and they got a project going on that they're collecting Seattle Seahawks from the Super Bowl uh year you're not going to take the year that that uh my boy uh, that, that, year didn't there, exist. Right? that year didn't exist <laughs> <laughs> i know that all too well do, Vinny, do you like um the newer cards do you buy any of the new cards any of the new releases yes, yes what, do you I, like? what do you like i like the new tops 2022 set i i all the boxes that i've got i put into a complete set and then i still have a lot of extras <laughs> Uh, did you get did you get the holy julio rodriguez uh short front rookie card not on series no. two not yet no. we haven't got the series two he just finished series one i have a lot he's got of wander he got a couple a, of wonders a lot nice. of franco rookies which are like what 40 bucks each? something like that yeah not graded uh i have a 
have like two I have two big boxes of cards, one's National League and one's American League. We have every at least like let's say a hundred cards in each team. Mm-hmm. And you've been collecting all the sets. And one of the do, you things try, is, do you try to send out some to the current players? Have you had any luck with any of the current players? Yes, I. Well, it's been rough with current players. Yes. I think as of late. Uh, so probably we've. I think we've gotten the only people that we've gotten, if you even want to call it a current player, is Coop and Kite from the Giants announcing team. Okay. So, uh, oh. but actual Giants, we've had to meet them in person or, you know, at a at a card show or something to get. But we haven't or, gotten any current Giants, have we? Or we got Pose, or no, he's retired. Yeah, every everybody's pretty much, the good thing about TTMing for me is it gives me a chance to teach him the players of the past. So yep. one of the things that we do is I make him write four letters a week. Uh, so we find, you know, on he, he would never know who Andre Dawson is or Ryan Sandberg or some of these other guys that he's gotten signed through the mail, unless I bought the card on the internet for a couple bucks. And he writes a letter saying, hey, I like you, you know, would you be kind enough to sign the card? So he's got his baseball and NFL and wrestling IQ has kind of gone through the roof from his uh, TTM adventures. And we've got we, we, we've got a lot of like movie stars and such. They're really good about signing through the mail. Like uh, what is the the new Karate Kid guy, uh, Sean Kanan, he's going to be in Karate Kid yep. the guy four. He signs through the mail for free. Um, uh, Tim Allen, Tim Allen Tim and Craig Allen. T. Nelson are great. I mean, he's taking pictures with them at Disneyland and get them autographed. Right? Oh, that's cool. So he's, showing, when, he's holding up a Buzz Lightyear picture. Buzz Lightyear yeah. picture of him at him and meeting him at Disneyland and then Tim Allen signing it, right? Uh, but other ones like movies from when I was used to love, like Lance Guess, uh, which was last Starfighter. You know, he he signs through the mail. Chris McDonald from Happy Gilmore signs through the mail. Uh, Martin Sheen, Chip and Joanna, you know, all these people that he watches movies of and well, some of them he doesn't. But, you know, we're, we've been really successful going not only sports, but, you know, other genres. Other genres right. Have uh, been. Have the, your uh, friends collect cards or autographs? Uh, you yeah, know, kids a lot of my teammates from baseball and basketball collect cards like my friend jackson has a lot of yeah. cards uh we've been we've been really good with uh doing team cards so like a lot of players i'll send 12 cards to uh and they'll send them back and then i'll give them to the baseball team oh that's you great know, they don't mind doing that some people don't like crook and kite they didn't mind doing that but a couple others did um you know and usually just throw on a 20 dollar bill or something and that yeah. usually covers it for them all like we gave dave, dave trevecki to yeah one yep, day yeah. he's a really good signer through the mail yes very nice uh very nice guy um but yeah we've got almost all of his friends they'll they'll trade cards every once in a while when they see each other yeah. and trade stories and trade addresses so then if you haven't had any interaction with people that you've written to that either have sent you a letter or, or even called you if you had any, anything jim zorn we we sent one card to him and he gave us three signed back who was that i'm sorry jim, jim zorn, zorn the old okay, yep. quarterback yeah yep. he, he even wrote you a letter I yeah think, like right? on the letter that i wrote to him on the back he wrote something like hey you sound like a nice kid thank you for like 
rooting for me. Yeah, and we even we even got Steph Curry back. Oh, oh did you really? That must have been yeah. well. It's interesting. It's an interesting story. We so, sent it to the stadium, and this is about three years ago. A year plus one day to the day. So this is now 2021. We get it back and we're super excited, right? We're like, oh my God. Well, yeah. so I immediately the next day send it to Beckett just because it's you know, I wanted to authenticate it. I get it back. We get it back and he signed the top loader, not ah. the card. Here, let me get it. So we are probably a one and only person who has a top loader signed, authenticated Steph Curry autograph. Um, but yeah, so it's hard, to <laughs> but it's funny. actually quite unique and funny. So, but it's his autograph and it's real. We're it's sticking a, to it. It is a curry <laughs> autograph. It even says sleeve at the top. Yeah. It'll even say sleeve. So we've got some really oddball stuff that we've gotten back. Do you try to stick to people that, you know, are signing that, you know, that you, that you find online or you do, do, do you take a shot? on some of your favorite players we'll take a shot on some of the favorite players um like you know most of the time i'm not going to be sending a rookie card you know if it's one of my favorite current players we'll try it and just send it to the stadium our success has been pretty low as of late like right now since we've started about four years ago we sent out 385 cards okay that's pretty uh, good and we got 162 back so we got about a 42 percent success rate yep um, a lot of what's out right now is what's at the stadiums and current players. It's just, it's extremely hard for current players, yeah, to, I think, to take the time to sign. Right, because right they're still playing games and they just don't have the time. When you go to a card show, Vin, do you look for cards to send out TTM now? Yes. I The last card show we went to, I found a DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett. They both of their patches and i'm thinking maybe if we send that out we could get that double signed that would be cool if we shall see yeah <laughs> did you send it out to medcalf we haven't yet we haven't yet um seahawks have a rule with sending to the stadium and the practice field that they don't sign autographs however we did get pete carroll we got yes. pete carroll on a mini helmet by sending to the stadium and oddly enough that worked but everybody else has been really tough right yeah, that, it, it's hard the, the the current players are hard they're they're much better in person i found uh you know if you go down to the tra you go to the training camp or uh you try to get him at the stadium they'll, a lot of these guys will sign yeah. yeah like when about one or two years ago when we went to see russell wilson i made this little picture on the back and he was really nice when we met him. He even got his phone and took a video of all the pictures I drew. I drew his dog. Put him on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. I was like, oh my gosh, he's actually doing this. And <clears throat> he was him and what was the other one that was with him? Oh, Robert Turbin. Robert Turbin. They were both really nice when we met them. And it was a really good memory when What's your thoughts of Wilson leaving the Seahawks and going to Denver? I, him and Bobby Wagner getting cut, I I hate. I, I hate. <laughs> Dad's <laughs> laughing. Dad's laughing because we, yeah. we lived it. <laughs> You're a young kid. You know, you don't that doesn't happen too often. But well, I can understand the Russell part a little bit, 
the Bobby Wagner part. I do not understand. I don't get it at all. He has three or four more, more years. He's the best linebacker that's played in the last 10 years. You know, there's nobody to me other than Keekley, maybe that you can make that argument with how you get rid of him and then say that you're a defensive football team. We're speaking with Don Caruso and Vinny Caruso. They are a father-son collecting team. We're talking collector, co collector's corner with TTMing and autographs. And these guys have been doing it for a while. Vin, is, man, how old are you? Like 12? 10. 10. Okay. He's 10 years old. So he's been doing it since he's been six. And his dad's been doing it probably since he was Ben's age. So probably about that. Did, you, did your dad get into to dad, your dad get into collecting? He did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was born in 76 and living here in the Bay Area, you're either a 49er fan or a Raider fan. And I just hated both teams. So uh born in 76, I had two options, either the Seahawks who had cool colors or the Buccaneers who had ugly colors. And my dad just started buying me Seahawks stuff. Sorry, it, Buccaneer fans. And, yeah, and it's <laughs> and it stuck. So uh, I've got a whole room full of Seahawks stuff. Um, Benefit, you know, seen the really rough years and have lived through the good year uh, of watching this team grow. So, but now you know we're we're heavily invested in the baseball. My son wrestling you know, football uh, we have we even have a sergeant slaughter autograph sergeant slaughter sergeant slaughter he's a nice guy yeah he seemed like he was really nice we got him and brett the hitman hitman uh, uh kurt angle yeah we met him in person for that yeah autograph. kurt angle was cool uh one of my I met, I met jerry lawler he was a good he was a nice yeah. guy jerry the king lawler oh, yeah yeah so he, he knows these players because of ttming that's and dorky dad. So <laughs> <laughs> now, then, how you? What are you doing? You're doing four to four to six a, uh, a week. Is that your kind of your goal? Yes, it's sort of like I send pretty much one per day, almost. Uh, well, do you fr your friends and your teachers feel, think you're a little weird doing it? No, no. The, the his friends will do it as well. Yeah, they're not as they're not as persistent and successful. As yeah, they are. don't really care about it, sort of. They as like, much. They just like that they have the cards and the cards that they like. They would keep and maybe send out. And we're we're trying to educate them. We did yeah. just get back a cool one, oh. uh, Billy Ripkin. Oh, oh you and did. We Tell got me, on the on the F face card. Uh oh. Yep, as we got two of them. So we sent it to the Major League Baseball Network just off a whim. And about six months later, he sent it back. I think it's at authentication right now. It hasn't been authenticated. Oh, we yet. also have Travis Ishikawa. Yeah, and... that's from the San Jose Giants. Travis Ishikawa yep. hit the home run that took the Giants to the 2010 World Series. Um, now, maybe. So we've been trying a lot of farm systems as of late because we're not successful at the major league baseball. So now yeah. we're going into double A AA and triple A and uh, we've got a couple cards back from some good prospects of the giants. Well, my, my co-host Drew Pelto just went on a, a 18 day trip to all the uh, 18 different uh, minor league stadiums and he got over 500 autographs. Wow. So That's awesome. Yeah. So if you, you want to do a father son trip for, for a week, hit all the minor league parks and they, these guys sign, they, they sign in person. Yeah. They're very, very, very easy to get signatures at the, you know, it's, we have San Jose Giants down the way, which is their 4A ball club, I think. We um, got Will Bednar. Yeah, we, we every once in a while, we'll, we'll go to a game and get some autographs on a ball or a card or something. Most of what we do, though, is on cards. So we 
we try to collect the cards and get them on. Nice one. Do you like do you like the uh, Bowman? You like the Bowman cards? Yeah. Yeah, the Bowman ones are. I just like the design of it and how it like has. How about Topps Heritage? Do you like Topps Heritage cards? Heritage. The older, yeah. We have sort a couple of. of them. We we try to get some of the autographs on there, but I don't know. We've, we got a Rich Gossage rookie autograph on Heritage. Yeah, we've got um. Yeah, the Heritage cards are really good for uh, TTMing. They they, yeah. they hold the autograph they hold the autograph better than some of the yeah. newer glossy cards. Yeah. Oh, and another good one we got was uh, Roger Staubach. Oh, nice card. So that was a really, really lucky one. And we got, uh, you know, the, the king of golf, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Or Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholas. uh, Have you gotten Rice or, or Montana or any of the... Oakland haven't Rangers? been able to. My wife met Jerry Rice and got a piece of paper signed in a parking lot one day. They didn't even know really who, she, who he was. But so technically we got Rice, but it's not good enough. We've got to keep trying. Hey. <laughs> who, who who are some of your white whales some of the guys that you really like to get in the you know in the next year oh in person no either in person or, or ttming yeah i really want a uh what's his name from who i'm trying to remember what the guy's name was yeah i mean we i think right now it's 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 focusing on some of the uh most of the giants and wrestling yes. wrestling has been a big one to, as of late for us. We've been trying to, we tried the Miz, oh, for example, I you know, been, sent it to his man. Did you get Hulkster? Have you, have you gotten Hulkster? We Hulk haven't Hogan? gotten Hulk yet. You know, guys like that. Some of the older, like Ric Flair. Steve I, Austin's. Stone Cold. We've, we've tried to send a Stone Cold and, oh, who's the lady that's in that, the MMA lady. Uh, the man? No, yeah. no. Uh, oh gosh. She's Ronda Rousey. We've tried Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So uh, Daniel Cormier from the MMA has a has a facility here in town that we've been trying to get and been totally unsuccessful with. So we've, we've got a couple targets. Have you, been, have you been buying the uh, Prism um, WWE cards, the wrestling cards? No, I don't collect okay. that much wrestling, but we do send out to a lot of old. What, what we'll do is we'll buy on eBay, the cards that we want. Yeah. Now, especially on sports where he doesn't collect a lot of cards. And that kind of led us into our whole scanning. You know, why we were at the national was because one day I was trying to figure out how to get my young, my son cards instead of buying packs and realized that people are imaging cards to eBay to sell. And then just went backwards from there and dug into it a little bit more. So now that we understand that a lot more and have made partnerships with people like Rob Ferris at Burbank uh, and a number of the other software companies like Cards uh, Collects and Card Dealer yep. Pro and Cornozio, we now uh, we now are opened up to a lot more avenues as to how to buy cards quicker and faster. Yeah, and one that's really good for us right now is there's actually an MLB player living in the same area as us. What was that? Oh, um, Dave, Dave Rigetti. Dave Rigetti. He, yeah. he lives like right down the street, right by the Target by us. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right down the street. Yeah, don't go ring his doorbell or anything. They, they don't really like that. They don't really like that. Unless yeah. it's Halloween. We, <laughs> we went by his house and we saw him closing the garage. And we actually... Like, we we stalked him. him a little bit, but we did not knock. We, <laughs> we did yeah. write him a letter and ask him if he would come to our uh, baseball team and speak you know to the pitchers and such so 
haven't gotten anything back yet so we'll see so okay, are you you're in uh do you play little league or cal ripkin or what what league are you it's in right travel now? so travel so team. he's travel but it's part of the pony organization so we're a travel affiliation of our local pony league uh but we don't play any rec games everything we do is at tournaments and and uh traveling around and we just finished uh, playing in the world series in the version of the world series for a group called ncs which was in reno we finished third there oh congratulations yeah. have you been watching the little league world series on tv oh, yes. yeah it's amazing kids are good huh some of these so kids good. they're all they're i know really that one kids. pitcher that throws like 70 is just from hawaii they yeah so and oh. the other kid they, they have a kid that and from hawaii what a hitter that kid is he has he has a beautiful yeah. swing he yeah. he, hit, he hit one home run that i don't think i've ever hit a ball that long still hasn't even landed they said that that home run was the large the longest home run hit by a 12 year old in recorded history did you see it it just kept on it was, going it just like to the freeway i was watching the game i heard it hit and i'm like that thing is gone he hit he it just perfectly crushed it yeah yeah and the one home run that the hawaiian the pitcher gave up was to the team that if they beat them, which they did, they would have went to the World Series, I think. They would have went to Williamsport, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever hit one over the fence? Not yet. No, but my first home my first home run was yep. a in the Parker. In the he park. hit one to the grand gap slam. and then it got thrown around a little bit. It was a grand slam. He's more of a <laughs> yeah. Oh, and my second one was a drop third strike home run. <laughs> So I accidentally was running to first and I rounded it for some reason. So they threw it to second. It was an overthrow and it was at Twin Creeks. So it just rolled forever. And, and then, you just kept on going. Just kept going. So yeah, he's more of a contact hitter, you know, slap hitter type of thing. Uh, but he pitches really well. He's a pitcher as well. So did, Ben, did you ever think you'd be that this excited having uh, getting the mail every day? <laughs> Yeah, we we've yeah. signed up for the uh, U.S. Mail Service as this email that yeah, yeah. informed delivery, and every day we're looking at the damn email, oh. trying to see if we've got anything in the mail that's any good. It's yeah, and then, you know it's been weird as of late. It's been really really quiet in yeah, the last two yeah, months. You haven't got like, that much. In. We've only got Chip and Diana from that TV show in, Chip and Joanne. or Joanne, whatever her name yep. is, uh, and it's been slow for some reason. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's cyclical because I, I had a, a slow month, like maybe three months ago, and then all of a sudden I've been getting like three or four a day, which is pretty good. But I try I just said I try to send out 10 to 15 a week. That's kind of my what, goal. What what uh, website are you using for addresses? I use um sports card forum and I use uh sports sports uh collectors.net. Okay. And then um what's the other one? The the Star Tiger. Star Tiger okay. has a there's yep. a lot of the uh, celebrity stuff. I used to do a lot of celebrity stuff, but I've really just kind of cut back and I do mostly sports now. I probably say 95% sports. Okay. Yeah. Every day I just run to the mailbox hoping for an autograph. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, please be an autograph. Please have an yeah. autograph. Our whole neighborhood knows when Vin gets something because he'll start screaming at the end of the block at the mailbox. I'll be like, yes, we got an autograph. And the guys in the garage will come out. And, what did you get today, Vin? Like, we got Ricky Waters, actually. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. We got, we, we got lucky with him about a month ago. He, he's been really the last good autograph that we got. I've mailed it already away. Vin. Oh. Um, but... You know, it's it's been somewhat dry in the last four to six months. Do you guys share your successes on social media at all? Uh, we do a little bit. I mean, just with the people that 
you know, as like friends with me. So we'll do it on Instagram or something every every so often when I get a big one. Do you something. have any uh, online sites that you like? Uh, any YouTube channels or any, uh, well, you know, TTM or autograph? Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> TTM or autograph related stuff. Uh, you know, we, we like to any we like to share the, the wealth in terms of if there's some place that you're really like enjoy. Yeah, I don't we, mind promoting we follow, it. I, gosh, I think I can't remember what it is, but there is a couple of them that I follow on Instagram that will watch. It's outside of the breakers and things, of course. Yeah. Oh, uh, a TTM. Bullpen. Well, bullpen's oh. a breaker. So oh. it would be like TTM cast or something like it. It wasn't. That's me. It wasn't you. It was something <laughs> like it was TTM. TTM autograph, maybe? Yeah, where there's a bunch of kids that always post. So we'll follow it on Instagram. We follow the hashtags and all that stuff. So I sometimes watch this YouTuber called What's Inside, where he opens a bunch of packs and stuff. Yeah. He wants a Burbank once for the Burbank sports cards. So wait, my, my key question to you, right? And dad, you can, you can answer this one for, for him if you want. When you discover girls, do you think you're going to give up autograph collecting and cards? No. <laughs> no, no. They're going to have to like it in order to be part of our world, right? <laughs> and he's discovered girls already. So it's no, already, no, it's, uh, it's already interesting. <laughs> he's blushing, guys. He's, bl fun. he's blushing yeah people are making fun of me and stuff like they're making fun of wait what was i gonna say no they're not making fun of you it's fine no like, <laughs> like a baseball team they're like oh you invited your crush to the big yeah to the, the, boys, the boys invite that's what, no but that's what friends are for that's what friends right. are for to bust on you yeah. The, the, the boys will the boys will invite their girlfriends or girls that they like to the baseball games and right when they stop then when they stop teasing you that's when you have to worry they, that's, they, right. that, that's, that's what they friends that's what <laughs> friends do so so uh don what what do you um do you are you kind of seasonal in terms of you do baseball during baseball season football during football season or do you I don't know. I think we're very opportunistic, right? Like, so the things that we follow on, in, on social media, if someone gets a hit, usually you're screwed by the time you try to send something out when someone posts a hit. Uh, like someone posted Bruce Smith the other day on a forum and you know, that's a big one. And you can yeah. kiss that one goodbye as soon as someone posts something. So we, we are just pretty random. Like I, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I think SCN has a good like update page when people get success stories back. Yeah, we'll try to be creative with how, how we pick and choose. But, um, you know, I, I, I'll send to baseball or basketball. Sometimes in the offseason, you're actually more uh, lucky to get something back than you would be the regular season. So um, you said you guys send, stuff, you know, multiple sometimes for your team. And I'm sure you explained that in the letter. Uh, but usually, how many do you usually send to a player? So, like, you know, if, if you're sending to Will Clark, are you sending six or eight at a time? Or are you uh, just sending it, a couple? It depends. Usually it's just one unless I have some weird um, thing I'm trying to collect, right? Like the Will Clark rookie cards. I, But I would send and still pay the $20 each time, right? Yep. To me, it was important to just get all the, all the rookie cards. So he made money off of me. Yeah, we but typically, it's just one card. We will we'll just send the one card out asking for it. Uh, usually it'll be, you know, a rookie card or something like if it's his favorite team, if it was a giant or a Seahawk or a warrior, we'll send the card that's there in the uniform of, yeah. um, but we won't go anything more than that unless it's like something I'm doing for the baseball team. 
you know, which is which is pretty rare actually. It's yeah. it's hard to find people who sign more than one. Yeah, we actually got a George Killen. I'm sort of yeah, hey, George a Kittle. Lucky, a lucky with George Kittle as of late. Nice. Yeah, I tried Jimmy G. Yeah. I haven't gotten him back. I'm surprised. everybody is everybody's successful with him the same way. We sent it to both the Illinois address that's online and the San yeah. Francisco Stadium, which by the way is nowhere near San Francisco. Just a hit on the Niners there. Um, uh, we actually we haven't gotten anything back from Jimmy G yet. I sent or we sent to Nick Bosa like three years ago when I got yeah. this rookie patch. We were thinking if we get it signed, it would be worth a lot more, but we still haven't got it back. I haven't gotten it back. Richard Sherman's been the only consistent yeah. signer coming from the Niners, it seems like. No, as good as uh, Tom Rathman's a good signer. Yes, we got Tom Rathman. We used to live down the street from Tom Rathman uh, at our old house. So, uh, And no, Randy Cross, who was an old-timer, old he he signs as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying, trying to think. I met Randy about. Cross at a golf tournament back in 1989 or 90 at Clear Lake. And so Tom Glavin. That was where Bo Jackson, Tom Glavin, all those guys back in the day. And then a couple of years. We used to go to, when I was a kid, I used to always go to Pebble Beach golf tournaments. And yeah. back when I was a kid, it was really easy to get autographs. Uh, so, you know, Donald Trump and Marla Maples and, uh, you know, all the old big headliners. Michael Keaton one year, I got him signed some Batman cards. Those nice. are worth a fortune right now. I know, and we sent it to Beckett like three times in a row, and they said it wasn't real. Yeah, but... Beckett, the authentication part is the part that's a little interesting, right? Like, they're, they're, you know, I met Lynn Swan in person when I was 14 or 15, and I got him to sign a card. And I don't know if you know, but Lynn Swan does not sign cards anymore. For some Yeah, I know, I know. He'll sign like, you know, three by five index cards or a picture, but he won't sign a card. I cannot get that thing I authenticated to save my. I sent in the card with the picture I took with him, and they still refused to authenticate it. So um, probably I don't know. It's 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 interesting how they deem authentications and not uh, at at the Beckett's and PSAs. But that's the game you play, right? No, I know. I've had that problem too. Sometimes you you know I was I was right there when the guy signed it. it yeah, it's definitely him. But they. They're reluctant sometimes. We're speaking with Don Caruso and Vin Caruso. They are father-son team collecting cards and autographs. And uh, Don's been collecting since he was a kid. And Vin, who's uh, been collecting since he's six years old, he's 12 years old. we got school starting. Are you excited to start school this year? So I'm actually starting it tomorrow. Oh, congratulations. Um, I slept in the most I could today. <laughs> I slept until like... We, do we have a new school? Is it a new school? Nope. No. Same school, fifth grade. Same school. So well, I wish you luck this year for school. I wish you luck for uh, TTM and autograph collecting. Keep writing those letters. Uh, you know, the there's nothing like a mail day when you have when you have cards in the mail. So keep on right. doing it, Dad. You're doing a great job. Keep keeping up and running. And uh, you know, it's it's always fun. I I I love getting autographs from guys, but I always love learning about them. You know, some of these guys that aren't necessarily the superstars, but you get a card back from a guy uh, because you, you're collecting a set or something, and you, it, it's cool to just learn about the guy, the guy that you just got the card from. So, you know, don't, don't take it for granted that these guys are signing. You know, they're doing they're doing you a favor, and yeah. go learn about them. I think that's a, that's it's a fun that's part of collecting. Key. That's the key is learning about them. And then when you go play the video games, you know who they are. When you're playing the video games, it's all fun stuff. Yeah. So like when I choose my team, I'm like, oh, I can do Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, 
John Schmoltz as my. I mean, what ten-year-old kid knows these guys, right? No, I know it's Crazy. great. <laughs> you guys, you guys are having fun. I thank you for for your time today, for being on the show, and uh, yeah. you know, keep in touch. Let let us know how you're doing. Uh, want you want to give a um, a social media account out there that people can follow you or reach out oh, to you? Yeah, sure. I'm D Caruso seventy six, so uh, that's my Instagram handle, I guess. Uh, I also have a YouTube page under the same D Caruso seventy six. Where we post all of our baseball. Video. Yeah, no, Vinny was the. Uh, He's in, he's in a video with Burbank Sports Cards for 350,000 viewers right now. You can go check it out on there. Talking about scanning cards and collecting cards and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. We'll check it out. D Caruso right. 76 on Instagram and on YouTube. Vin, have a great year in school this year. Keep on writing. Keep on getting successes, and we'll be in touch, okay? Right on. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Good one. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That was fun. Good. I had a good time. As I said, I'm going to either play. I'm going to either post. Drew, it's a not, they're a nice family, and it's nice to see a young youngster uh, passionate about collecting. He's really into TTMing, so it's uh, it's really cool to see a father and son kind of interact like that. It definitely is. I mean, I think there's a lot of us out there that really got uh, at least somewhat into collecting through our dads. I know I did as well. Uh, my dad was a collector back in the 50s and 60s. And he really got me into it in the early 90s. And I mean, what, 30 years later, here I am still at it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, get the kids involved if they're interested in it. Keep them involved if they're interested in it. And you never know where it's going to end up. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with the Crusoes. Next up is Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. Making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. Just some grading news from our friends at CSG. CSG graded a, a 9.5 1986 Michael Jordan rookie sticker that sold for $9,300 on PWC auction recently. That's the highest price paid for any Jordan card graded by PES, uh, CSG. So I just want to create, congratulate CSG for that. They've been grading cards for a little more than a year now. And uh, it's nice to see that somebody realized a, a high price for a card that they grade. So congratulations to our friends at CSG. Uh, Beckett has, uh, we've been talking about this for a little while now, but they have finally launched their vault service. Currently holds over 3 million in collectibles. It is fire and waterproof, has biometric access control. I'm pretty sure that might be able to stop a nuclear weapon for all I know. I'm not really <laughs> sure exactly how far it goes, but yeah, at least- Yeah, well, we're right when the siren goes off, I'm heading to the Beckett vault. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah, just slip into there. And yeah, that's- Probably a good idea, but right now, no storage fees if you want to keep your stuff in there, and you'll be able to buy and sell via the upcoming Beckett Marketplace that will be launching very soon. So go and check that out if you got some high-end stuff that needs some extra security. Beckett Vault has uh, just finally launched. I don't know about you, but that's my biggest fear. Anytime I, I see a flame, I that I'm just like, that, that just, I have nightmares about uh, my collection going up in flames. Yeah, that and my apartment used to have a leaky roof for a little while. It's like, oh, God, please keep it way over there toward the kitchen, not back over here toward my cards, please. And uh, fortunately, they got it fixed up before it spread or anything. But yeah, any kind of uh, leaky roofs, fires, anything like that, I'm just like, uh, I, I need to move this stuff somewhere else now. No, I know. So uh, we're going to have uh, we gotta, we're gonna have an insurance guy on again. I had an insurance guy on like three or four years ago, and I think it's a good subject to broach again um people you know i know it's covered under your home insurance but only to a certain extent and 
um, you know, I, you know, I, I have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of cards. And I'm sure you do too. And yeah. some of them, like some of the autographs are replaceable because the, the people are no longer with you. So, um, you know, I don't, we got, I, I got to look into that a little further. I don't know about you. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really done much with it at all. And I remember mentioning to my mom, she's like, do you have all that stuff insured? And I'm like, it's hard to insure it because I mean, I'm always, you know, making a lot of trades and purchases and everything. So it's constantly stuff going in and out of it there. It's like, how do you really cover exactly every single piece of that? So, right. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm like you, you know I mean? I don't have 50 uh, cards worth $5,000, but I have, right. you know, a, 150,000 cards that are worth a lot that are worth money as in total. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Something we'll have to we'll have to think about. Well, that wraps up making the grade. We even got into a little insurance talk, but that wraps up making the grade. Next step is our TTM cast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. Drew, why don't you take the stamp of approval first this week? All right. Well, yeah, it's uh, worked out pretty well because I have one of the games on TV right now as we're recording this, but. The Australian Football League, the men are beginning the uh, finals rounds this week. So this is their, with a, all of their playoff rounds are called the finals over there. So you have like your uh, preliminary final, your semifinal, and then your grand final, basically moving on up to the, uh, what's basically their Super Bowl. But all of that starts this week. Uh, my North Melbourne Kangaroos, unfortunately, are, well, they were eliminated back somewhere around round nine or thereabouts because, I mean, they won one game all year. I was going to say, they eliminated when they dropped the ball for the, the first game, right? Pretty much, yeah. I, th- I think they were one and one after two games, and then they lost. Are they the- like the New York Jets of, of Australian Rangers football? They wish they were the New York Jets right now. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a rotten couple of years there for North Melbourne. I mean, they were the... Uh, they won the premiership in 1999, which was the year right before I started following the game. And first game I ever went to was North Melbourne versus Melbourne and uh, North lost, but they still had a decent season there, but they have not done anything since then. It seems like they've just gone, they've been like struggling to approach mediocrity for a while. And they've spent two years. Now there's their second year finishing as the wooden spooners in the league there. So they're going to have the top draft pick one more time. It looks like. And the good thing is though, they just hired a new coach who has won three premierships. So it's like, all right, that's like, kind of the equivalent of bringing in like a multi Super Bowl winning coach there to take over a one in 15 NFL team. So I'm hoping that they're true. Do you think you are the problem? I I think, I think we figured it out, right? This is entirely Melbourne. You had the Indians. They had it. They changed their name. They were so bad because you, you fought, you followed them. (laughs) (laughs) I had the Browns. I had the Cavs. I think you're a jinx. It's entirely possible, but you also have the Pittsburgh Penguins who have won five Stanley cups in my lifetime. So that kind of, undoes a little bit of that at least but it's entirely possible that yeah i come in and bam i just send them to you know mess the bed after that but uh, <laughs> so yeah they went uh, they won one game all year but the good news is the women's regular season has their opening bounce this weekend as well uh north melbourne tasmanian kangaroos won their game 40 to 14 so Great that they were able to do that uh the afl women's league has now expanded out to a full slate of 18 teams so every Single one of the AFL teams now has a women's counterpart as well. They're expanding massively right there. Really great to see that. It's been really fun to watch. And uh, yeah, North Melbourne squad in there has always been right there in the thick of things as a uh, team that qualifies for the finals, but usually gets bounced in the first round. But they've made some big changes this year. And hey, a 40 to 14 win off of week number one really kind of establishes some high hopes for the season. And hopefully they're able to follow that up. 
Did you go in and did you go, did you call tops and put your order in for the NBL uh, basketball card yet? I haven't yet. I'm probably going to see about, I'm going to wait until they come out and see, you know, what I like out of those there and go from there. But I could, I, like I said, I'm definitely going to pick some up there, I think. And uh, I'm hoping that maybe they'll do some legend sets because I could use a few Derek Rucker cards. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, is that it? We good. We good with the run of the, uh, I think, yeah, that covers all my stuff there. So yeah, AFL, uh, AFL finals for the men, AFL women's regular season kicking off. That's my stamp for approval for the week. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to give you a bonus stamp for approval. What food were you going to, what were we going to put up? I was going to mention hello fresh. One of those uh, companies where, you know, you, they send you all the fixings to make uh, recipes throughout the week. Yeah. My wife and I, we've done this before with a couple of the other companies out there and, it works well, but we would usually just fall behind. It's like, oh, we'd miss a day, and then, oh, crap, well, what do we have to do? We have to freeze the meat now and do all this other stuff. And then you defrost the meat. It's like, nope, we didn't freeze it in time. You throw it all out. And we tried HelloFresh this week, and we got four meals this week, and they, they, they're they the best one we have had so far. Absolutely just incredible, the stuff they put together on there. They package it out and portion it out. So, like, everything that goes with one recipe is in one bag. Everything goes with another recipe is in another bag. Shove it in the fridge and then make it during the week. They're the four that we made were very quick to make and also very good. So HelloFresh was my a bonus one there for the week for the little food item in there. See, we give we we're like extra innings baseball. You know what I mean? We we here at TTM Cast. We don't hold back. We get we give two stamp approvals from Drew, and I'm going to give my stamp approval. Uh, and mine's going to be two as well. I'm going to give uh, Succession on HBO, which is a series. Drew, have you, did you watch any of it? Uh, no, I never have. Okay, so Succession is um, a series about this media my family media mogul and his family and his three three or four kids four i think it's four kids and uh who's gonna succeed uh and get the company and they all kind of mm-hmm. there's also infighting and these guys are when i say rich these guys are are like uh make donald trump look like a pauper these guys are <laughs> are, are bill gates you know jeff bezos rich if you know what i mean and uh, they fly around in helicopters all over the world. And it's just a really, the, the characters are all awful people. And it's just a fun show to watch. It's that uh, I just finished watching the, the second season with my son. Uh, third season's coming up. And I'm going to give that my thumbs up, Sam approval. But I also want to give thumbs up to the new Game of Thrones um, series that just started this past Sunday. And uh, it's a little difficult to follow because there's all these new characters and new people and they're trying to get a lot of stuff in there but there was uh jousting and dragons and all sorts of uh fighting and, and it was just a just special effects and this great costumes and i think the characters are going to be interesting and I, I think it's it's a good show so it's well worth your time uh if you don't have hbo i get hbo just for succession and uh the new game of thrones uh, two great, great shows. So those are my uh, thumb, thumbs up, stamp of approval, TTM cast stamp approval for the week, just to prove that I do something other than flip through baseball cards all day. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, next up, that clo- closes up our stamp of approval. Next up is our Vern Rat Minute. Well, the Vern Rat Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rat. 
Uh, I sent out a TTM request to Mr. Vern Rapp prior to, uh, uh, so after he had passed away. And uh, <laughs> I always do that. I always mix up the tenses for some reason. I'm not that, not that smart, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I sent out a, a TTM request to Mr. Vern Rapp after he passed away. We do this as a service to our fellow TTMers so they don't send out TTM requests to people that are no longer with us. So we lost a lot of people uh, this week in the world of sports and celebrity. Uh, first, we lost Wayne Yates. Wayne was a center for the Los Angeles Lakers out of Memphis State. He played one year, 1961. I saw, I think he had one TTM request and he did fulfill it, but it was like back in 2008. So uh, oh, wow. I would not say he, he was a TTMer, but Wayne was uh, 84 years old. Oh, we mentioned this one over on our radio show, Sports Collectors Club, but Len Dawson died this week. 19 seasons in the NFL, mostly spent with the Kansas City Chiefs. Also was, I believe, with Pittsburgh and Cleveland for a bit. Hall of yeah, Famer. He, start, he started with Pittsburgh, didn't he? I believe so, like a year with Pittsburgh, then I think like two or three with Cleveland, and then went on to, you know, what, 15 seasons or so with Kansas City. They're a longtime yeah. NFLer. But he was a Hall of Famer. He was MVP of Super Bowl four. A longtime broadcaster after his retirement as well. But yeah, he died this week at the age of 87. We lost Bill Haller. Bill was an umpire in Major League Baseball. He umpired 3,068 games from 1961 to 1982, including 27 World Series games and four All-Star games. And Bill was a, a pretty good GTMer. Bill was 87 years old. Uh, John Wackenfuss also died this week. He was a... Uh... Longtime Detroit Tiger, also played for the Philadelphia Phillies. Major League player from 1974 to 86, played all over the diamond. Mostly was a catcher, if I remember right, though. Yep. Catcher, third base, a little bit in the outfield as well. Very solid TTMer for a long time. Um, cut off the last couple of years, he was beginning to suffer from dementia over the last uh, two to four years or so, but he was 73 years old. Yeah, I got him when I first started getting back into TTM. I got him up for my 78 set. Um, so we lost, uh, this is a really interesting story. Uh, Julian Klein, Klein, Koo, P, uh, okay. K L that sounds about right. Yeah. K L Y M K I W Julian Klein crew. He, uh, was played one game in 1958 for, uh, the New York Rangers as a goaltender. He was one of those uh, emergency goaltenders, you know, like the, the guy that, that they pull off the bench uh, from somewhere. Well, uh, Julian was a trainer with the New York Red Wings and the the Red Wings were playing the Rangers and Gump Worsley was in goal in that for, for the Rangers and Gordie Howe, surprise, surprise, ran over to ran him over in his net and he pulled a hamstring or something and that they didn't have a backup goalie back then. So um, the Rangers lent Julian to, to, uh, to the Red Wings, lent Julian to the Rangers. They played one game in 1958. Uh, the game, it was one nothing when he came in, and he only let up two goals. He let up one goal to Gordie Howe and one goal to somebody else. Uh, Julian was uh, was 89 years old, but it was an interesting story. He was a trainer for the Red Wings for for uh, many years. Wow. Uh, we lost uh, George Kerneck this week. He was a first baseman back in the 1960s. Played 1965 and 66 as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. Very good TTMer. He was 82 years old. Uh, in the world of uh, celebrity in in hollywood we lost joey tata joey was um joey not joey joey tata was the uh played nat 
the owner of the Pitch Pit on Beverly Hills 90210. And he was in all sorts of shows in the, the 70s and 80s. I remember seeing him a couple weeks ago on a couple old um, Adam 12 episodes. Uh, so he was a kind of a character actor and he was uh, very well liked as a member of the, with all the, the kids in uh, Beverly Hills 90210 show, which I love. Uh, Joey was uh, 85 years old. Uh, Virginia Patton died this week. She was the last surviving adult cast member from It's a Wonderful Life. She was in the role of George Bailey's sister-in-law, but uh, she was 97 years old. So if you're a fan of fan of It's a Wonderful Life, yeah, she was the uh, final adult to uh, survive the, out of the uh, entire cast of that movie. We lost uh, Howard Stern's father, Ben. Ben Stern was 99 years old. Ben, uh, ben you'd, if you listen to Howard Stern, and I've been listening to him since he... he uh, came came into boston a while ago in, i don't know in the 80s probably and uh, he always he always had his dad on and uh his his father was a character uh literally and figuratively on the show and uh you know he's 99 years old we lost we lost him this week uh bob locker died this week he was a longtime pitcher from 1965 to 75 with the White Sox, the Seattle Pilots, the Oakland A's, and the Chicago Cubs, World Series champ in 1972 as a member of the A's. Very good TTMer there as well. He was 84 years old. Yeah, we're losing pilots left and right now. This yeah. we start we're starting to lose a lot of these guys. So, and I got Bob for my uh, I got him I got him on a 68 Tops card. I mm-hmm. saw he was signing, and I went I picked him up at a show, and I, I know you got him for your 72 set. Um, so that wraps up um, the Vern Rap Minute. And our condolences and sympathy go out to friends and family. We are sorry for your loss. Next up, we're going to do what well, I'm going to do because Drew got shut out, guys. Yep. <laughs> TTM returns for the week. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. Well, Drew, you have one coming, though, right? So you. I do indeed. Yeah, I saw on uh, informed delivery that I have one coming in. I think. It's Matt Williams, but I'm not certain on that. It's uh, We'll find out for certain, but I did at least make a trade this week that I uh, wasn't able to mention earlier there, but uh, my friend Mark Theodicus out in Chicago, who is a long, he's a big collector of all of the Fleer sets in baseball from 1981 to 2005 when they got uh, bought out by Upper Deck, but he's trying to get every card signed that he can from the base sets and from the uh, inserts other than the parallels, but uh I found five that he needed from the 2005 set. So I was able to trade those and he owed me from previous trade as well. So uh, I was able to pull in three that I needed for my Diamond King sets in Oral Hershiser, Hubie Brooks, and Ron Darling, along with uh, some 1972 needs, including uh, Angel Mangual. Um, let's see here. See he just passed up. away, right? Didn't he just he pass did, away? He yes. did, yes. Yeah, four out of the five that I got for the 72 set were guys who have uh, already died, but uh, Mangual was one of them. Uh, Jim Brewer was another one that I was able to get. Randy Huntley, who is still alive, but uh, doesn't do a whole lot of TTMing at all. Steve Barber and uh, Johnny Callison, who both are uh, deceased as well. So made some major pickups right there for my set. Very happy to add those in and uh, help my buddy Mark with uh, his sets there as well. Where are you in your in, in collecting the set? Out of the uh, out of well, so the so seventy two. There's eight hundred. There's seven hundred eighty seven cards, but a total of eight hundred fifty seven autographs that I could get for it. And I'm at 445 last time I checked with uh, this recent update. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's coming along. It's, uh, I'm hitting a point, though, it's like where, God, what, what more can I really do on this without uh, putting some money in and buying? Yeah, we'll see what happens. 
who I know Clemente obviously is the, the, the hardest one. Is there, is there anyone else that, that passed away really young? Yeah. Clemente has uh, what two cards in there. Thurman Munson has two cards. Uh, Bob Moose is in there. Um, what's his name? That uh, pitcher for the Astros back in the J.R. Uh, Richards. No, no. Before him, this is uh, Don Wilson. Don Wilson. Don Wilson has a regular card and he's on like two of the league leader cards as well. So uh, those are probably the four toughest names in there. Uh, there's several others though, that have died throughout the seventies and eighties. Billy Martin has uh, two cards in there. So yeah, there's a lot that I don't think I'll ever be able to fill, but I mean, I was able to get a Jim Brewer this week and I think he died in 1987. So being able to get that one in there at least gives me hope on some of the guys who have uh, died after him. You know, well, Billy Martin has that famous card where the, the 72 card where he's, he's giving the finger. <laughs> yep. Yep. Got the middle finger going right down the bat there. Yep. It's kind of funny. So, uh, well, that, that's kind of cool. That's very good. I got, um, I got, uh, 16 returns this week. My, my returns to sign a file through. So I'm going to, I'll run through them. I got a uh, Wendell Tyler on, uh, uh, these 1986 tops card. He signed in pen. I say, I, I paid the $5 for him. Um, and he paid, he signed in pen with his, his number. So five bucks went for him. I got uh, Robbie Martin, who was a wide receiver and kick returner with the Colts. He also played with the Lions on a 70, on an 86 tops card. Um, and he signed in blue, blue marker. These all only took a, a couple weeks to, to come back. I got Pat Leahy on an 86 card. Uh, he is the kicker with the Jets. He signed his, his uh, 86 card and his 87 tops card. I got uh, Gary Green. From the he was a cornerback with the Rams and uh, he signed his 83 tops card for me as well, where he was a, a pro bowler on the Chiefs and he signed his Ram card 86 card. I got that back. I got Darren Nelson. Darren Del- Nelson was a running back for the Vikings and he, he played for the San Diego Chargers as well. He signed his 86 tops card and 87 tops card. I got Sammy White on a 79 and an 80. Uh, Tops card from the Vikings. He was a, a run a wide receiver. He signed in blue Sharpie. I got Jim Lachey, who was a tackle for the San Diego Chargers on an 86 uh, tops football card. He signed in black Sharpie. I got uh, Steve Watson on an 83 tops card and an 87 tops card. He signed in uh, in blue Sharpie with his number. Uh, these all all these took less than two weeks to come back. These are all all pretty quick turnarounds. I got uh, Steve Pilar on an '89 tops card in on the the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know what is it schedule card. Steve Pilar. Ah, cool. Yeah. So he's featured in that. So I got I got two cards on that. This one. Uh, oh, we'll wait on that one. I got uh, Bill Pickell who played for the Raiders. He was a nose tackle on his '86 and '87 tops card. I got uh, Matt Stover. I don't know Matt Stover. Matt Stover is the kicker. Jeff Stover, the defensive end for the San Francisco 49ers on an 87 tops card. And I got Chris Barr, kicker for the Raiders, on an 86 and 87 uh, tops card. And then I got a couple baseball back. I got Kurt Stilwell on an 88 flare card that this had to be out for at least a year and a half. Oh, so wow. that one that one came back the other day. Don't you love when you get one back and like, I haven't used that stamp in forever. I wonder who that yeah. is. <laughs> if I have one where my, where my uh, return address is written, handwritten on there, instead of my uh, the stamp that I use there, that's how I know that one's been out for quite a while at that point. 
Yeah, I always I always can tell by the stamp, but that and then <laughs> lastly, I got Wendell McGee. Wendell McGee was a, a center fielder for the Phillies and Tigers, and he signed his 2003 Topps card. Now these guys are all all these guys, and I'll run run down the names again. They're all uh, really quick turnarounds. So uh, Gary Green, uh, Darren Nelson, Pat Leahy, Sammy White, Jim Lestrade, Steve Pilar, Steve Watson, Bill Pickell. Um, Jeff Stover, Robbie Martin, Wendell Tyler, Wendell McGee, and uh, that's it for base for football and uh, baseball. And then I got three for my 1976-77 tops basketball. I got Gail Goodrich, who's a, a almost an automatic right on yep. on, on a card, and uh, I got Tom Van Arsdale. Uh, he charges twenty dollars. Uh, I got him on a seven, uh, 76 card. And then lastly, this one killed me. I got Brian Winters on a card and I didn't, the, the cards are oversized cards. So I didn't have many um, sleeves to put them in. So I didn't put it in a sleeve. And when I, when I went to open the envelope, I ripped the card. Oh no. Yeah. So I was bummed about that. I've, yeah. I've been bummed for three days about it. <laughs> That's been okay, I'll show you ready. Yeah. See here. Oh, yep, right there. Yeah, it's dead. <laughs> but he did sign it, so thank you, thank you, Brian Winters from the Milwaukee book. So that wraps up my returns for the week. I sent out I don't know eight or ten more football this week, and I've been trying to do ten a week. I've got a I've got a lot of a lot of cards out there, but I'm I'm getting a bunch of returns, which is very nice. Well, that wraps up returns for the week. I know you sent out a bunch this week, and and now you'll have some more to report. Next up is our TTM cast interview for the week. This week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, csgcards.com for superior sports card certification and grading. We had the pleasure of interviewing Mike Giuseppe. Mike is the uh, host of uh, Sports Card Nonsense on the Ringer Podcast Network. We talked to Mike about his podcast, about the hobby, about collecting, and uh, about uh, he's a, a Boston, former Boston guy. We talked some Boston sports and uh, talk about some of the cards that the guys that he thinks is uh, good investments. And uh, he was a really great interview. So please enjoy my interview with Mike Giuseppe. But first, his message from our friends at CSG. CSG is even faster. You heard correctly. CSG is now even faster, providing quicker turnaround times for your graded cards. CSG has reinvested in the company with additional graders, improved technologies, and streamlined workflows. All of this gives CSG's customers the best experience in getting their cards back with the fastest turnaround times and lowest fees. Experience the new turnaround times and all that CSG has to offer online at csgcards.com. Joining the show from his offices in Tennessee is a Boston guy at heart. His name is Mike Giuseppe. He is host of the very popular podcast, Sports Cards Nonsense, which is produced by the Ringer Podcast Network. It can be heard on Spotify and all other uh, podcast locales, I guess. He has new shows every Monday and Thursday. And we're going to talk to Mike about the hobby, about what's going on in his podcast, and just kind of learn a little about him. So welcome, Mike. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Mike, you know what? The one thing that, that really stood out at me is, is the name of your show, uh, Sports Cards Nonsense, is kind of anything but that. You guys uh, address a lot of serious issues in the hobby and talk uh, some serious stuff. Yeah, it's just a scapegoat now. If we if we get off on a stupid tangent, I can say it's in the show's title. Like, that's the nonsense part. So it's just kind of a coverall. But yeah, we try to, you know, we try to talk hobby stuff. But yeah, there's at times, like, you know, there's 
serious business that happens, we want to address that. Or at times there's, you know, scandals and different things we feel we need to address. So yeah, I kind of just think it gives us that cover all. Has the direction the hobby's taken in the last year really uh, um, shocked you in terms of, of the fanatics and, and uh, you know, the, how the, the um, grading companies that have proceeded and, you know, the fractional marketplace and a lot of the new stuff that's been coming out, going on in the hobby. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. You know, the, the grading, I think it was inevitable, right? Like, let me take a $5 card and spend eight bucks. Like it used to be at PSA and now it's worth, you know, $180. Why would you not grade everything under the sun? I mean, it makes sense from a number standpoint, the fractional stuff. I'll be honest. I'm shocked. It took off. Like I know it settled down. I, I was kind of shocked. It took off when it did. I've never been crazy into the fractional stuff, but some people were, I guess it kind of had it. That was the most surprising to me. And then fanatics is the only thing um, that that not surprised at all. That like that, that's the reason I sold the breaking company two years ago. I, there was just too much money, too many middlemen here. Like at some point, somebody with real money was going to say, we'll just do it ourselves and make an extra 480% profit. So I, I do think that was kind of inevitable. From a collector's standpoint and a hobby standpoint, there's kind of been two, two um, thoughts, right? The two tracks of thought, okay, it's great. We're, we're getting a lot of cards into the hobby. There's more collectors. And from an investment standpoint, oh, crap, you're flooding the card, the card market again. It's, it's turning into the 80s and 90s. What, what's your thought on what's been happening? Yeah, from the collector standpoint, I actually don't mind it. I, I just think if you throw enough other stuff out there now, like all the brands, all the, the mass population stuff, to me, it's fantastic. I, I'm going after other stuff anyways. I'm not a bit, I'm not sitting around collecting Prism. You know, I collect some kind of weird, obscure sets that I still collect. I don't think it's done anything but kind of help those in general rise a little bit over the past two, three years. And it gives people cheap options, especially now, like that that craze is over from 18 months ago. Yep. I don't mind it. And if I, I just think if you were investing in that in the first place, it's a tough, like, I would hope most people would see the writing on the wall. Like, Hey, I can get these, this Luca prism is at every single table at every single card show. And there's 25,000 of them. It maybe shouldn't be worth $2,000. Like I, I would have hoped that would have occurred to more people. Although it does seem like a lot of people kind of get caught up and burned. So for me, I doesn't really change a lot with how I collect. Do, are there any new cards or new releases that you do like? I, you know, you mentioned Prism. Is there any of the new cards that you like? Man, that's a good question. I, I, from I, am... a, I guess from a collective standpoint first sure. and then from an investment standpoint. Because right, in some instances, you're a collector, and in some instances, you're in there in it for financial gain. So, and, and I'm kind of the same way. I'll be honest. So, you know, and this is a, a totally random one. I thought Recon Basketball this year, which is a, it's either the first year or the second year they've made it. I thought that was like the nicest looking product of the year. And it probably wasn't like, I just, I fantasized that in my head, I guess I <laughs> made it more of a, I did. I opened that and I was like for 200 bucks. First of all, I can never buy basketball boxes for 200. And like, that was available to the public. I actually liked it in action photos, like cool design. I was in on that. Um, there's been some tops releases too this year. I'm trying to think like stadium club. I like stadium club every year. I think it's just, again, cool action shot. Like from a collector standpoint, I look at that and I'm in. Um, so those investment wise, you know, it's pretty simple. Like, Hey, low numbered Chrome stuff of big name prospects that are probably going to pop kabooms of the big quarterbacks are, are fine. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I do think there's been some more innovation lately, which I kind of like, or creativity, call it whatever you want. I'm in on that. Like something that doesn't look like the same thing every single year. I'm in on stuff like that. 
We're speaking with Mike Giuseppe. Mike is host of Sports Cards Nonsense. It's produced by the Ringer Podcast Network. He also has a website at sportscardsnonsense.com. They have new shows every Monday and Thursday, co-host with his, I guess his, his friend, and is just, just, you're related to Jesse somehow, right? Isn't he your brother-in-law? Or? He is my <laughs> wife's cousin, my cousin-in-law. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, knew, I knew there was some relation There's something there. there. But oh, yeah. His, his cousin-in-law, Jesse Gibson, who has kind of grown. You know, I, I remember when your very first show, I've been listening since the very first show, and Jesse was kind of like a fish out of water, but really, yeah. he's, hit the, he's hit the ground running the, uh, in the last year. Yeah, that was the plan, right? I, I had listened to so many other shows with two, three, four, five guys, and it's all hobby guys talking. And I just thought, you know, I don't I don't need to do that. I know at least enough about the hobby to get by. In my opinion, I'm somewhat of an expert. And I just thought it'd be fun. Like me and him have a good time. He's one of the funniest people I know. And he didn't know the hobby. So I thought it would actually be a good mix of like, you're not going to get a show where this guy knows nothing about the subject. And I, I, that fascinates me. I've always been more into dialogue when it's like two different ends of the spectrum, because I just think it adds a ton of unique perspective. Jesse asked questions that I think are so, my initial reaction is that is the stupidest thing. Everybody knows this. Then I'm like, well, wait a minute. 99.99% of people in the world don't know this. This small hobby knows that fact. But so that's what a pop count is. That's what a refractor is. I actually think it's brought a really cool element and he's, he's, he's killing it now. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a great addition. He's very he's very funny. Um, did you uh, go to Bill Simmons, who's his kind of is an icon in, in uh, sports broadcasting and sure. uh, with with the Ringer? Did you go to Bill with the idea for the show, or or how did it come about that that you guys ended up on the Ringer Podcast Network? So uh, we had put out four or five podcasts on our own. Uh, Jesse was hired as an off air personality after I sold the breaking company. I, I had, it was kind of like, hey, it's kind of retirement time, I guess. Like I'd made the money. And then within a month or two, I really got bored. I was like, I need something to focus on. So I started just doing Facebook Lives, podcast style, what I thought was a podcast. And then um, I reached out to Jesse. I was like, hey, would you produce the sound? Like go through and actually edit it, which would take hours. He had never done it before, but it was cool. He took it on and it was great. And we made a few things. And he kind of just started popping on air a little bit. Almost like the stat, I don't know if you remember Stat Boy, Tony Reale from back on part, uh, what was it, Around the Horn. He was kind of like that third guy in, kind of obscure that was kind of jesse's role and then we just started doing full out podcasts producing them ourselves doing it all and we we linked up with a guy uh, jeff out in, in uh, california who said hey tiktok is like this new rising thing you should start just dumping content there maybe somebody hears it long story short we get a message one night from chris vernon who's huge down here in memphis uh, and he's got a big podcast on the ringer as well He's like, hey, I love what you do. I love cards. My boss would love to talk to you. And he kept alluding to this Bill. His boss was Bill. And finally I said, who is Bill? And he said, Simmons. Which I was like, man, I, yeah, wait, I, I'm sure I could find some time. And sure enough, within like 30 minutes, Simmons, hey, I'm going to call you at night at this time. And he called and he was like, hey, I'm big into the hobby. Love the space. Really want to do some content on it. Um, and, and honestly, the deal was basically struck on the phone that night. Like that, that was about it. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, Bill is kind of my in my uh, Mount Rushmore of you know it's Bill Simmons, Matt Berry, and Howard Stern. I think those are my three guys. <laughs> yeah, Sim. I mean, you know, Simmons can do like I just don't know somebody who can pick up and run with eight thousand different topics and be in on it. And yeah, it's wild. So um, yeah, I yeah he's 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 on the mountain for me as well for sure. So 
what are the, some of the subjects that that your listeners have really been interested in that kind of surprised you? I know, you know, we do the show and we we kind of uh, gravitate towards things that we're interested in. But I, we, I always get emails and, and, and uh, texts from people and like, geez, that's something I really thought about. And, and you know, let, let me explore it. Is there is there something that that you really weren't interested in or, or didn't know much about, but the, your listeners really uh, were, were calling for that? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest things have to do with Jesse a lot of times, like people have been very fascinated, like every week we'll get in the mailbag. Hey, how are you finding the hobby, Jesse? What's been his, what's been your experience with this or your first show, first national? So people have been very interested in the, in the perspective of a new guy entering the space, which I think is cool. Um, the other thing, so Jesse is kind of into like the entertainment and he kind of got me into Marvel and that world a little bit yep. too. Um, the amount of interest there, though, is wild, like total crossover interest from sports cards and just its own separate thing. And then for me, it'll be random stuff. I have it written down because I knew I wouldn't remember it. But there was a set of basketball of uh, football cards that doubled as Marvel cards. And it's from I want to say it's from the night. Again, I actually wrote it down because the guy asked the question. I'd never heard of it. And so it would be like, you know, Jerry Rice. But there's Wolverine in the background. And It was an officially released set. I think it's from the 90s. I got to look it up. Um, I saw that though. And I was like, this is cool. Like stuff like that. I'm like, now it's like a super obscure set. I'm in on stuff like this. So that's been the one kind of cool area for me. Yeah. I got an email from our listener the other day that he asked about Super Bowl commemorative coins. And like that was oh. not, not, something that never would have hit my radar. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, it's kind of, the, there's so much stuff that people collect. What, you know, I know you're into cards. Is there anything else that you collect? Do you collect ticket subs programs? Is there anything else that you're really into personally? I'm pretty boring. Memorabilia cards. That's about it. A little bit too of like random Americana. Like you can't really see it, but that box right there yeah. is a box is a, I'll have to look. It's from my grandfather. It, it's a, it was a cheese crate. Like a, like cheese was delivered and it has the branding on the outside. Right. And it's from like the 1920s or something. I use it to hold all my Kevin Durant PSA nines that are worth nothing now. I, I think stuff like that is crazy cool. I, I don't like actively chase that, but if I am goofing on a yard sale, garage sale, and there's like old school, like advertising things, I think that's kind of neat too. I know you got some uh, negative feedback when you initially started in terms of people saying that you were touting cards because, you know, you yep. bring up a card that, oh, this is a great investment opportunity, or I, I think this is going to go uh, through the roof, so to speak. Has that kind of tied down, died down a little for you? Yeah. So there's a, I mean, a couple of things. So we started when we first started, I just thought it'd be funny to do what we called straight cash homie. Jesse would say in like a funny voice and be like, Hey, this card just seems to be really undervalued. And then really, really quickly after that, within a few months, like those, so like one of them would be like an Emmett Smith PSA 10 rookie, man, how is Emmett Smith only 150 bucks? It should be worth way more. And it just kind of coincided with the boom anyways. So card prices started exploding. And then we started seeing like after the fact, it would come way, way down. So it became pretty clear to us, like, hey, there is a, a hype factor here, which I, I didn't want to be associated with. I'm not trying to pump and dump stuff. I don't I don't care, but I just thought it would be a fun subject. So we, we have gotten away from it. Um, but criticisms in general, yeah. And I, our goal, like even starting early, we'll go live. On, I'll go live on Facebook or Instagram once or twice a week. I've done it this week a couple of times. I'm always happy to respond to it. I don't, I don't mind. Uh, we get criticisms about all sorts of different crap. That's always been my approach. Like, if you want to make some statements, cool. Let's talk about it. 99% of people won't join and won't talk about it, which is okay too. But I I pretty well try to stand by what I say. And, and there's times we've come out and be like, by the way, totally wrong. This investment is garbage. Like those Durant guards back there. 
But even that to me is part of the transparency. Can't just talk about the good. Like, Hey, I got murdered on this investment. Tell the people that too. So they can see both sides. We're thinking with Mike Giuseppe. Mike is host of uh, Sports Card Nonsense. It's produced by the Ringer Podcast Network. It's on Spotify and everywhere you can find podcasts. They have new shows every Monday and Thursday. It's co-hosted by his cousin-in-law, Jesse Gibson, who's a great addition to the show. We're just talking to Mike about his podcast and about the hobby. Uh, Mike, you're at the National and I was, I was at the National. One thing that surprised me this year is how vibrant the breaking community was in terms of how many breakers were there and how many people were breaking cards. Um, I know you you would, you had a, a breaker in company. Um, is that is that something that, that you see being uh, a, a vital part of the hobby moving forward? You know, it's funny. I do. I, I and and I'm 36. I fully understand. I am pretty well aged out of the breaking scene now. Like I'm sure you saw the same thing, Jeff. Like yep. the average age in the breaking area was probably was like, like 22. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say 18, 22. Breakers are young now. Like you get guys wearing like no shirts because they're 22 and they're ripped up, which is what I was doing when I was 22. You know, I, now I'm an old man in that space. I don't understand the fascination. But I respect the hustle. Like those guys are like, hey, there's a ton of youth who want to be entertained by 20 year olds, not 35 year olds. Again, just because I don't find it entertaining, it's not, I'm a little bit more boring. Like, good for them. Like, I, I do. There's breakers that get a lot of criticism. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We can criticize all we want. But like 20 years ago, when I was 16, I was like, oh, I, I don't care about these old guys trading vintage. I want to be with young guys who are exciting. So I think it's a vital, it gets a ton of product open. Say what you want about it. It does get the price and the cost of things down. So people can at least have a shot to buy different things. So I think it's, I do think it's an important part of the hobby still. No, it was fun for me was seeing the the kids and I think kids, anyone that's 25 or younger, right. walking, walking around with those, the plastic, uh, cases totes you know cases with all their cards graded and they're opening it and they're trading and I, yeah. I, I we were in the sheridan and i think the first night the whole lobby in the sheridan was just people just a a, a flash mob of traders you know what i mean it was it was yeah. neat to see i think that's great like they take over hotel lobbies every time there's a big show for those trade nights i think it's great yeah yep. it, it was really cool what's your thought um on you know if you're is your recommendation to a collector you know that has limited funds uh, do you, would you recommend then them going buying some of these newer stuff or would you recommend them going more towards vintage? You know, my honestly, I, I hate to do it. I answer this question with a question. What's the purpose? Like if it's to display 10 pieces on a shelf behind you, go out and buy what you like. However, I always add the caveat too. I think that becomes a lazy line. I always hear this. Well, just collect what you love. Collect what you love, but buy it at a competitive price. Just because you like something, do a little bit of research on the history of it and the sales and what you should pay. Because otherwise, I do think people come in and just blindly collect what they love. And if whether you love it or not, I don't want to pay 20 bucks for a $10 card. So my thing is like, why? what is your actual reason? If you're coming in to invest, same thing. If you have time and it's not a, a quick flip, hard to argue with the game. Again, take out that 18-month window where stuff was parabolic. Vintage Hall of Fame rookies find something in your budget. Like it's pretty hard to lose money on that stuff. It seems right. like over time, it's been very consistent. If you're in it for the thrill of the game, you want to be the penny stock day trader type guy. Honestly, go crazy with Bowman Chrome prospects. Go round up a ton of like these guys who were, you know, late first, second round picks, third, fourth round picks, get their autos for five bucks and hold them and wait till they get the call up or they hit three home runs in a game and it goes nuclear. Um, and if you're kind of in the middle, then just, hey, I like Tom Brady. I've got a hundred bucks. 
I'd say, again, try to find something that is relatively hard to find, uh, some, some sort of a level of scarcity, and pay a competitive price and then just plan on keeping it. Is there a card that you'd like to add to your collection this year that, that, that there's one, one card that you kind of have your eye on, you know, Bill Russell rookie, or even just some card that might mean something to, to you, but not necessarily most of the most valuable card, you know? Interesting. Yeah. So I'll be honest. So the Bill Russell wilt picture was the last big time thing, like on my PC. And I got that last year at the national this year. I've been really messing with that Marvel stuff, which is funny. I never thought I would. I, so I've been chasing that. And I've been chasing my 2001 sign of the time set. Um, I have most of the big autographs. Drew Bledsoe it is weird. I've got the Jim Brown, the Johnny Unitas, all these big names. I cannot for the life of me find the Drew Bledsoe. That is a car. It's probably worth $30. Right. I would be ecstatic if I found that $30 card tomorrow. Are you an autograph collector per se? Memorabilia, like full size? Yeah, just regular autographs. Whatever, you know, uh, you know, I have a, that's Steve Garvey autographed jersey over here. I have, you nice. know, I mean, I, I collect autograph stuff as well as cards. So do you, are you an autograph guy? Yeah. So obviously your audience can't see it. So like that, the thing up top, there's a game used base signed by Ortiz. That's nice. from Fenway. I do love the full size pieces. That's a bird magic ball. That's a Brady helmet. And I've got a couple of pictures behind me, a bird magic and the wilt and bill. Uh, and then the downstairs is just littered with jerseys. I love full size stuff. It gets inconvenient because it's so big, but I do. And I've really gotten into the, it's, it's priced out mostly for me though. Game use stuff. I think is awesome. Like full size game use items. I just think is, is a crazy cool area that I wish I had more time and access to. Are you a TTM or do you kind of collect autographs for the mail at all? Or did you ever? I'll show again, you useless for your audience. I, I love doing vi visual stuff when it's audio only. It's okay, hold stupid, hold but I'm just going <laughs> to hold it up. Team. I, ah, this was the coolest piece. Coolest. Matter of fact, this was a thing I chased my buddy Denton, who's an intern for the show. We pay him too, but not much. He's an intern. He's a great kid. He does this through the mail stuff with all these living Hall of Famers. And I told him, he was talking one time. He's like, hey, for like 100 bucks to a charity organization, Bob Cousy will sign a card through the mail and send it back to you. And if you add an extra 25 bucks, he'll inscribe it however you want. So Cousy was on my list to get the rookie, but I just wasn't motivated to do it. I went out and bought a PSA two and a half rookie, cracked it out of the case, sent it to Cousy. And, and, the, and the reason it was cool for me is as a kid, I was always super. I mean, you met me. I'm 5'7 on a good day. I grew up playing basketball, though, rec leagues and played up through high school. And I was never that tiny, but I was always crazy fast. I was a quick kid. And, I, and it just kind of caught on growing up in Boston. Cousy was like kind of my little nickname. And then for whatever reason, and I don't remember why, you're talking 25 years ago, it turned into koozie legs. So as I would come off the bench, I would bend down and like goof around like I was putting on mechanical legs. I'd be like, all right, koozie legs, let's go. And that became my little stupid nickname. And I hadn't thought about that in like 25 years. And then all of a sudden, Denton tells me, hey, koozie signs through the mail. So I was like, all right, I'm getting it. And I wrote him a whole letter about this whole backstory. And I was like, if you would, could you insign it? Could you inscribe it koozie legs? And again, you can't see it, but so he autographed it and then he inscribed underneath. It says koozie legs. Nice. I thought that was the like the coolest thing ever, like through the mail, stuff like that. When there's a connection, I was just like, this is great. I got to send it back in to get it authenticated and regraded. But that was my probably the only time I've done the through the mail thing. And I I was actually pretty hooked. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be doing it again because I had such a good experience with it. Yeah, it's really fun. We we talk, you know, I've been doing TTM for a while and we talked to okay. you. Uh, all uh, every episode. So I uh, was speaking with Mike Giuseppe. Mike is 
hosts of Sports Card Nonsense. It's produced by the Ringer Podcast Network. You can go to sportscardnonsense.com. It is found on Spotify and everywhere podcasts are. They have new shows every Monday and Thursday. Mike is a Boston guy who relocated to Tennessee. Do you miss, do you miss the old hometown? Do you, miss, do you miss Boston and the passion of, of the sports up here? Man, where are you at, by the way, Jeff? You're I'm in, in Wilmington. Wilmington oh, oh, okay. So my, my folks are actually in Lawrence on the other side of you, not far. Um, you know what's funny? I did when I first got here. But when I go back now, it is so different. Like before, I just think the whole world changed post 2004 for Boston. <laughs> yeah. like I know we won they, the World Series. And <laughs> yeah, like before we that, agreed. if we saw a Yankee fan, we were yelling at him. And now it's like Yankees fans and Sox fans for the last 15 years have been sitting next to each other and high-fiving. And I, it's a different world. So I don't I don't miss the winters. I don't miss the the rush. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Nashville. Do you have a favorite episode uh, of the podcast you guys have been doing for what about a year and a half now, right? So there was one about six months ago. Simmons popped in without telling us. Like all of a sudden, our producer came on air, which was weird. He's like, "Hey, I got to interrupt." Which really gets funny. He doesn't do this. And Simmons popped in. I think it was. I'm trying to remember what we were talking about. I want to say it was like Super Bowl ish time. So about six months ago. I, I have fun with that because then he just comes on and freelances it and we just start yapping back and forth. Stuff like that is fun. Um yeah, I'm trying to think. You have I, a favorite guest that was someone that, that you you can you got you got on that you really wanted to talk to. You know it's interesting. So I, we had Gary V on last February, one okay. of our first 10 shows. He would be my favorite guest to get back on because I would like to really press him on the influence he had on the hobby and that disappearing act. I've not, we've reached back out. I, I think he knows the tone would be different this time. It was great when he did come on, like a guy like that, master marketer, he can talk. I would really like to get someone like that back on and say, hey, like, what, what, what do you think now? Like, things, yeah. the world has changed here. Um, and then we got a kid, Jason Flynn. He has a, a podcast. He lives in Ireland. He's at a podcast about soccer. I just think it's cool because he's crazy. He's just in on the joke. You know, he's riffing back and forth and I, stuff like that. I'm, I'm always more interested when the guest is entertaining as opposed to just like crazy informative. You know, I, I find that to be a little boring. But when guys can do both, they can teach you something and they're, you know, making fun of your cousin. I'm, that's the type of guest. That, th those are the shows I like. Is there somebody you'd really like to interview? Is there, is there a white whale out there that you really like to have on the show? That's a good question. I mean, for me, selfishly, right, Brady, he'd be me my too. guy. Or Bird. Like, Bird is my favorite basketball player of all time. I'd love to get Larry. I think they would be amazingly boring, though. Like, Tom Brady doesn't say anything interesting, and I would I would totally justify it and wouldn't even care. So those would be my two. I'd like to get Fred Lynn. I would really love to get Fred Lynn. So how old are you, Jeff? I'm 57. So Okay. So my dad's a couple years older than you, but that's his – Fred Lynn was one of his guys growing up. Yep. That's funny. Freddie Lynn. Yeah, uh, he he's my my one guy. I've gotten him through the through the mail, and I met him at the at the Shriner show. I don't know if you've been up here. Oh yeah, Shriner show. I met him at the Shriner 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 show a couple of years ago. Okay, I, just, I haven't been all nailing down for to get on the show. You know, Pedro's my would be my sock. He was my favorite Red Sox guy growing up. Love Pedro and Manny. Absolutely was like infatuated with those two. See, you know, I got a couple more questions, and I'll let you go. We're speaking with sure. Mike Giuseppe. He is host of the Sports Card 
nonsense sports cards nonsense it's produced by the ringer podcast network it is available on spotify and is on amazon everywhere you can find podcasts he has a website sportscardnonsense.com he is on all social media at sports cards nonsense they post all the time they have new shows on mondays and thursday his show is co-hosted by his uh, cousin-in-law we'll call him cousin-in-law jesse gibson who is is very funny and these they do uh it's a great show it's informative but it's all it's also fun it's a fun show i highly recommend it um, you know what? We got the uh, football season starting. Is there one or two players who you think their value is going to really explode this season? The two I've been big on uh, initially, um, Tua and Jalen Hurts. I don't think they're going to be overly great talents. I think they both have very good offenses and teams around them. And I just look at them compared to their peers. So both 2020 guys, so you're talking Herbert and Burrow, but sell for a fraction of the price, which they should right now. Yep. I do think those guys could explode. The other two, which I, I never in a million years that I think I'd say this, because I don't like running backs. I think Christian McCaffrey might be due. I actually, I don't think, again, Baker He's is not, value, don't you think? I think, and again, it's, it's warranted, right? He can't stay healthy, but him and Baker, say what you want. Baker has a winning record. He's very competitive. I, I actually think for the first month of the season, they could really come out and put up some huge games and they have a relatively easy first half of the year. I don't know that I'm holding any of those guys of those four long-term, but I do think if any of those guys started off strong, I would, I think their prices will increase quite a bit. And that's when I would sell them all. And how about baseball? Baseball playoffs are about to begin. Is there anyone that you're watching that that's going to might, uh, you know, enter the, the national stage, uh, you know, from baseball? You know, I keep waiting for the, for the Braves guys to, to, to pick up like Austin Riley is a guy we talked about recently uh, with Mark Feinstein on our show. Like look at his resume and what he's done. He's going to be a top five MVP candidate almost. I mean, hobby love, but, but relatively low compared to other guys who we think are bigger names. I think he is criminally undervalued. Um, you know, even someone like Aaron judge, because he's, although he hasn't slowed down, the team has quite a bit. If he starts making noise in the postseason, I think he's going to keep, just keep climbing, which sounds crazy because how expensive he is. Pete Alonso is another guy like the Mets have quieted off in the second half. If he gets into the postseason and makes some noise for a big market like that, I think I think he could be in for some for some serious gains. Yeah, for two guys that are in uh, New York and major markets, you would think their values would be more, um, but they just haven't they haven't grabbed the 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 hobby like some of these other guys. Like who, why why Wander Franco is valued so much? You know, yeah. for a guy that's hit five home runs in his career, it it doesn't make any sense to me. Guys love the prospect. There's just a dream that Franco is going to be the next Willie Mays. It's it's same with Julio Rodriguez. I had a great season. He's played 85 games or whatever, 100 games in his career. His pricing reflects he is the second coming of Barry Bonds. It's it's, yep. But that's been the market in baseball for years, so I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Which is weird. I know, and and you know, a guy like Tatis who who had yep. everything going for him. And he basically, you know, from an investment standpoint, his cards hit a brick wall, right? Yeah. he. I mean, he's down quite a bit. I, I think you got to hold him, though. I mean, I actually think him and Soto next year are going to be so exciting together. I, I think that's the type of narrative, the two young stars in the league. I think that's the type of partner, like, that's the type of teammate relationship that makes both of them just explode in value if he gets back. Well, guys, we're speaking with Mike Giuseppe. Giuseppe, I'm going to get this right. Mike Giuseppe. Sorry, Mike. Nailed it. <laughs> All good. 
He is the host of Sports Card Nonsense, which is produced by the Ringer Podcast Network. It's available on ringer.com. It's also available at sportscardnonsense.com. You can find it on Spotify and anywhere podcasts are found. He has new shows every Monday and Thursday. They're only about an hour long. So, Mike, we usually go about two, two and a half hours. We, we... Oh, man. <laughs> That's commitment. I, I, yeah, I, about an hour, I'm ready to run out of the studio. That's about all I got. I know, me too. Well, he ho- he co-hosted with his, his cousin-in-law, Jesse Gibson, who's very good. It's a very entertaining show. Is a very, He has a, a website, sportscardnonsense.com. He has all sorts of merchandise. You can buy Sports Card Nonsense t-shirts and hats and all sorts of other cool stuff. He, ha- he is available on all social media, including, I was going to ask you about TikTok. Have you, uh, you know, you were an early adopter on TikTok. Has that been uh, very positive for you? I mean, the fact that it landed the Simmons thing was huge. Since then, like I, some videos will do well. I mean, TikTok is a cesspool. I, it's just I am I'm about twenty years too old for that thing too. So we have a video guy who will clip and drop stuff there. In general, I just kind of act like it doesn't exist. But then we'll have, you know, occasional guest or somebody will reach out there and then we'll get a contact. So it it, it can be beneficial, but in general, I just think it's a waste of time. <laughs> well. Mike, this show's gonna we're gonna air this this weekend. Do you have any shows coming up in the next week or two that you want to promote? Any guests you, you want to promote? Yeah, so Thursday we've got our podcast will drop. So we we get some um, Panini World Cup soccer coming. It's like the new stickers they're doing. They're re-releasing yeah, yeah. those albums. So we'll have some of that for Thursday. I think it releases technically on Friday. So we're gonna release it a day early and rip some. Uh, it's got variations and things. I don't know anything about soccer, so that the kid from Ireland's going to join us to let us know if we did good or bad. So we'll kind of rip some of that open first, and then we'll be doing some. Uh, I believe we're doing like a rookie review of some pricing. Man, it's funny when you preview a show like this; it sounds pretty lame. We're going to review the rookie <laughs> prices of some basketball players. Uh, that took then, hours and hours of thought to put that show together. You, tons of research, but like when you say these things out loud, they don't sound that interesting. I give you that. <laughs> so. All right. Well, Mike, thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure to meet you. We met, we met at the national and it was great to spend a few uh, moments with you. I've enjoyed your show. Uh, you guys do a great job. And, and I, I think it's great that, that uh, we, you know, we can talk and learn a little more about each other. Absolutely. I appreciate the time, Jeff. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Boy, Drew, we had another long show, huh? We, we, we had a lot, a lot of content, a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just an hour of just us there. We want to put in those interviews there. I mean, well, hope nobody had any plans for their uh, their afternoon at all. You're taking up most of it right there. Yeah, well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. First, I want to thank Les Wolf for joining us. We love having Les as a correspondent and getting his, his take on what's going on in the hobby. We had. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Don and Vinny Caruso, uh, who are uh, collectors. Vinny's a young collector, and I hope you enjoyed hearing uh, from uh, a fellow TTMer and uh, hearing what they're passionate about. I want to thank Mike Giuseppe, from uh, Sports Card Nonsense. You can check out his podcast on sportscardnonsense.com or on the ringer.com on the ringer network. Um, he, he, he was a, a great guest. Thank you, Mike. And speaking of guests, we have all sorts of fun guests coming up. I have um, uh, four interviews scheduled next week. I had uh, a couple interviews in the can, so to speak. I have a, uh, I have a former uh, college football hall of fame in there. Uh, I have a, a former major league baseball player. I have uh, all sorts of other, uh, I have all sorts of other uh, industry people. So we have all sorts of cool guests coming up to you. Tell your friends, let them know what we're doing. We appreciate your feedback and your listening. Please send your emails to TTMcast at yahoo.com. I just did that to see if he was paying attention.
course. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting a little tired, so I'm going to let him go. We had. I want to thank you guys for listening. Next week, we have Steve Sloan, who is a marketing director at PSA. We're going to talk everything PSA. And we have Sal Berry from Puck Junk. And we're going to talk uh, hockey, hockey collectibles, hockey cards, hockey, everything hockey with Sal, uh, what to look out for in the coming season. So uh, that is coming next week. I think that's it, Drew. We are wrapping up. We are, I can't believe next week we're going to be in September. Yeah, this has just gone by real faster. I mean, just looking at the summer there, I mean, I was saying there was counting down the whole time until, okay, when do I leave for this trip? When do I leave for this trip? And now it's like, been back for two weeks now holy crap what's going on here so yeah just flying through well thank you for your your time today uh guys thanks for listening wishing everyone many happy returns we will see you next week have a good week